Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Come out to play. Come out to play. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS. And then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app. Available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we are on Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gip. Good morning. Tickets to see Collective Soul on March 14th. They're going to be at the joint inside the Hard Rock. HardRockCasinoTulsa.com for your tickets. Hey, best and worst of the weekend. Jeff Hensley is going to join us now. If you're dealing with maybe a divorce or you want to adopt your stepdaughter, Jeff can help with those things. Maybe you want to try and get that child support work down and you have some questions on how that will work jeff will be in the studio and can answer those questions 
Send your question over to show at KMOD.com. Show at KMOD.com. And finally, we're going to have people in the studio Friday for Free Food Friday. Pizza from Andalini's. And then you get to watch the wheel live. So lucky you. Uh, there's this thing I saw online that I thought was fun watching people debate. And it was about this dad. And she was at, he was having a slumber party for his daughter. All of her friends came. Quote friends. Yeah. Came over. And one of the girls was acting like girls do, kids do, teenagers, young kids do. And was, according to the dad, bullying her. And so he pulled her out at 1 a.m. and told her to call her parents and go home. Wow. And people are saying that that was way out of line, that they made it worse. And oh, I was going to say, I don't think he's out of line. Maybe not so late at night, though. Not Wait, in my house. So is house. he out of line or is he not? Well, no, he's not out of line, you know, to... Uh, to correct the situation, but to call at one o'clock in the morning and be like, come get your kid. Yeah, well, your kid's being an asshole in my house. <laughs> like, if it wasn't a kid, if it was a, you know, a grown person that was being a dick, would you kick somebody out of your house at 1 a.m.? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I guess it would depend on what's happening. Mm -hmm. How would I know that? Am I overhearing part of a conversation? Right. Is my ear to the door? Mm. I don't know. That's tough. The, the story is, is that she wanted this girl to show up because she was super cool. <laughs> and that when the girl got there, the dad knew that something was up, that she was a spoiled brat because she never greeted him or the wife. And that she looked down the whole time. And things got worse when the dad noticed the girl making comments about every gift the daughter got. Acting, quote, unimpressed. And made the girl feel bad about getting an iPhone because it wasn't the latest model. And then the daughter was upset about the phone. The dad found out it was because the snobby girl kept sending texts, calling the party lame, and saying she wished she could go home. So the dad jumped in about 1 o'clock, got the girl, said, call your parents to come pick you up. The girl did act upset, but the dad believed it was best interest of everyone if she just left. Yeah. Go, Dad. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because if the daughter's like, I want her to leave, then faux show. Right. But he's interpreting a ton of stuff. And how are you teaching your kid to deal with that kind of stuff if you're in swooping in? Mm. Yeah, but I mean, she's being a little asshole being like, oh, you don't have the iPhone 11 and, you know, being disrespectful. Send her home. Dis disrespectful. Yeah. Little kids. Yeah. Be, towards other kids. What they do. That's what they do. Mm. Well, I mean, you said that like they she didn't that girl didn't address the parents or wouldn't look at them in the eye or whatever and was making fun of all of her gifts that she got. So even that yeah, she's being yeah, disrespectful. That, right. No, I understand she's being disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Little kids are disrespectful, especially towards other little kids. And you said they're how old? It doesn't say, but she can't drive, apparently. <laughs> so if they're like six, it's different. If it's obviously. Okay, nine? Uh, 11? Definitely 11. That's definitely fine. 11 what? Def definitely you're 11, you're acting like an asshole. I'm telling your parents or whatever to call your parents to come pick you right. up. Right. Again, my, my, I get it. Like, protect your kid. But he's interpreting everything. The kid didn't say, I want her to leave. 
Well, yeah, but maybe she didn't feel comfortable doing that, like saying that, because this is the cool girl that she wants to impress. And I'm on the dad's side. I would have, I would have also asked her to leave. I don't know what side I'm on. I'm just, it's a bizarre thing because you can't save your kids all the time. Yeah. And she's in the house. Yeah, not all the time, but when I can, I will. Yeah, you can't do that. How do they learn? Go to bed and then then call them in the morning and let let her parents deal with them. That's what I would have done. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it's, it's, I don't know. Because for sure, he's made it worse for his daughter. For sure. And now she's got to go to school and got to deal with all that from the other kids. Oh, she's going to start talking trash or whatever on her. That's what kids do. <laughs> yeah. They do. That's. I mean, that's all that kid was doing was talking trash. Mm-hmm. I don't consider it being disrespectful. I consider it being a kid. Kids are brats. Yeah. Kids are brats. That's it. Especially towards each other. They, uh, what was the thing you did? Uh, punched a girl because she talked to your boyfriend? No. The volleyball? <laughs> I don't remember. She it's your story. A, threw a volleyball at my head? That girl that I beat up? But well, beat up. You punched <laughs> the next day? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the, st- I'm, uh, is that the story? No. Uh, no. The girl that threw a volleyball at my head, that was like, oh, the next day, yeah, we got into a fight in the hall after she did that at practice. And then the other story I think that you were thinking of is that boy that called me fat, through so I threw a soda on him. Okay, yes, yeah. that's the one. You're mixing up the two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mixing up your violent acts. Yes. Kids are just mean to each other. I don't, how, do you, how do you consciously decide what's best and what's not? She wanted the kid there. Yeah, yeah, but like Sammy said, if she's being an asshole, man, you got to go. But not at 1 o'clock in the morning. That, that's where I'm hung up. You know, 1 o'clock in the morning. Just wait till the next day. Go to bed. Everybody go to bed, and then you, you know, let her parents deal with it the next day. Let them know, hey, uh, this is what your kid was doing, da-da-da-da, and just let them deal with it. Uh, ignore her texts. Ignore her. Yeah. She'll leave. You've invited her here. Next time, don't invite her. That's pretty simple. Yeah. I'm... I'm Doing what that dad did. I, I know you can't protect your kids all the time, and I get that, but this is happening under my roof, right. not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I can't control them being an asshole at school, but I can control you mistreating my daughter in my house. So, bye. <laughs> uh, she has to go home, so give her what she wants. Yeah, I wouldn't have called her parents. I just would have shut the door. Well, that... <laughs> Come on. That's Except when, when I ask you to walk my kid, you ask my kid to come stay over, I'm expecting you to treat my kid as if it's your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And re- be responsible. Right. And if my kid's a brat, you don't just throw them outside. No, they're not a dog. <laughs> <laughs> my house, my rules. If my kids can't feel safe at home, where can they feel safe? True. But you're saying your kids never not felt safe in your house because you got mad? No, but in this like situation, you that is control that you do have at that time. So I can't control you at school or that, you know, girl being a bitch at school, but if she's going to be hateful and complaining and bringing down the party then yeah. I again, I see it as 
you're going to encounter people that suck all the time. Mm -hmm. So let's start figuring it out now, or at least attempt to figure it out. Somebody sent a text that said, I had a parent tell my son he wasn't welcome at their house because he didn't close the cabinets quietly enough. Oh, come on. Good God. On. Yeah, that's that's insane. See, parents are assholes too. <laughs> right? That's nuts. Uh, I, I told my son he wasn't welcome because he asked us to order cheese pizza, then only ate the pepperoni. <laughs> my son's friend, sorry. Which one required the girl to give you all the rings? The girl that threw the volleyball at my head. Yeah. Uh, my sister would have whooped that ass. I mean, that's definitely an option. If Assaulting the, a kid, that's a really good idea. <laughs> Makes it a situation way worse. <laughs> no, but they say, they say, I hear you, and I don't disagree with that, but they say bullies, if you will, act that way because nobody confronts them. Ah, they can get away with it. Yeah, but... And I'm not saying you got to punch somebody and whoop that ass. Yeah, you, I don't know how a little kid whoops an ass, but okay. Oh, I read that text as if like the parent was doing that. Like, oh, my house, my rules. I'm going to discipline you like my own kid. I'm going to whoop that ass. Oh, no, no, no. Chances are if you wait until the morning and approach the parents about it, she got her attitude from somewhere and maybe it was not, not probably. She did. Right. Sponges. They act. Every kid acts like their parents. Yeah. You turn into your parents as you get older. So it's just a fun little seeing people on which side. Yeah. Because sure. pa- there's no parent any way you want. I don't know what the right way is. God knows I'm questioning whether I'm doing it right every second. <laughs> but it's just one of those people going, no, 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 no. <laughs> if the kid was vi- like being mean and violent, I'd be like, yeah, you're totally going home. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But she's just being snarky. Is what it sounds like to me. Snarky anyway. is a great word. Yeah. Snarky is a great word. Caddy. Caddy. Kid like. Girls are caddy. I was caddy. say all girls. <laughs> girls are super caddy. Did you have sleepovers when you were a kid, Sam? Yeah, all the time. And how old did you stop having? What is an age to stop having sleepovers? Mm, I don't know, because still, like in, in high school, we did. And then college, yeah. it's, it's always a sleepover. Pillify. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Tell me about it, Sam. <laughs> In high school, like my senior year, my dad allowed my girlfriends to stay over on weeknights, and I felt like that was the coolest thing. Because of on four- weeknights? Yeah, that's like, bizarre. During school. Mm-hmm. No. On school nights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. Friday or Saturday. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It, I felt so cool. Like, ugh. Wednesday, you want to come stay the night at my house? We're having spaghetti for dinner. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> what did you guys, I mean, what did you guys do? I mean, did I mean, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm asking a serious question. Yeah, the same, I, the same stuff we would have done on a Friday or Saturday night. We just went to bed earlier, I guess. I've seen my niece uh, not have sleepovers. They just FaceTime. Like, they leave the FaceTime up the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, if I had FaceTime, then I would have probably done the same thing. A lot of times, like, um, me and my friends would call each other in the morning and just get ready with each other on speakerphone for absolutely no reason. Just to be yeah, like, yeah, what? I'm blow-drying my hair right now, too. Cool. Hold on. We'll talk in a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I had um, this boyfriend, Nick Capanier, and we dated for, like, I don't know, three weeks, and he used to call me <laughs> nice. every morning, and so I would do the same thing with him. We wouldn't, wouldn't really talk about much, but it felt cool. Like, he would call, 
I guess when he got up or whatever mm-hmm. and be like, hey, babe. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> be like, hi. Hey, what are you doing? You. you just sound so cute. Oh, my God. I haven't talked to you in like eight hours. What's been <laughs> happening? Right. Just, What'd you dream about? Just breathe. <laughs> Let me hear you breathe. You hang up. No, no you, you hang, hang up. up. No, you. I did that one time and I, I hung up the phone. I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. That's so stupid. And the other person's like, no, you weren't supposed to hang up yet. Right, and then <laughs> you're doing that you game, and then someone goes, okay, click, and you're like, oh, that's, Wait, damn it. Uh, <laughs> a, a thing here. <laughs> God, that stuff's so stupid. We didn't have, they called them teen lines when I grew up, like it was a second line in the house, mm. phone number, and we didn't, we didn't have one. My dad was like, mm, no. Why do you need your separate phone number? Are you conducting a business? Got <laughs> <laughs> things, Dad. I was like, no, just so we can talk whenever. And he's like, huh? <laughs> you can talk when whoever's on the phone is done talking. And yeah. Can we get call waiting? No. <laughs> Why is your call more important than mine? Uh, I got my own line when I was in seventh grade. And I felt like the coolest ever to have my own phone number. Sure. Hand it out to people like, oh. Here's my phone number. On my phone number. Call me. Call me. Did you ever get on the phone like at the worst time, like midnight or? Yes. And all the time, like I would, before I got my own phone number, I would always like sneak and go take the phone. Like after my dad had gone to bed, the wireless, I would sneak it into my room and then just like talk super quietly because... You know, you've got very important things to talk about in seventh grade at sure. 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> like, it's stupid. I literally can't legitimately think of one thing that's worth talking about in the middle of the night. No. I think it, it probably just like felt cool that like, ooh, sure. we were up so late. I know as a kid, uh-huh. there were things that were important to talk about. I'm just saying now as a 45-year-old man, I can't recount what those were. <laughs> right, like in seventh grade, I was so excited to be up at 10 o'clock talking on the phone. That sounds like <laughs> hell now. <laughs> like, why would that even be fun? And sixth grade, I had a beeper. Seventh grade, I got my own phone line. And then eighth grade, I got my own cell phone. And like wow, my, the, mm-hmm. the Nokia brick one. So that- eighth grade, you would have been 13, 14? Mm-hmm. And I remember... I had a boyfriend named Thomas, and he and I never we met twice, and but we just talked on the phone all the time, like like constantly on the phone. And my stepmom was like, "That's it, I'm taking your phone away." And I was like, "Fine, take my world away. It's fine. I won't have any friends." Like through the biggest shit sure. because she wanted to take my phone away, and I would like tell like, "Hey, Thomas, I'll call you after my movie," and then like. Hang up when the credits start, and then the second it's over, call be on my phone in the car the whole time. Like my parents, they, it would drive them crazy. So more than once, I got my phone taken away from me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have like a teen line, Gimpy? No, we didn't have a teen line or anything like that. We had like a teen club. That's where you would go and hang out. And sure, sure, but we're talking about, about phones. Yeah, I know, but we didn't have anything like that growing up. Not that I can think of. Not in the deep sticks of Alabama. No. How long did you live in Alabama? I was there for about four or five years. No, from what? Like from eighth grade to third? Oh, oh, yeah. From uh, fifth grade to seventh grade the yeah. second time. Yeah. Seventh grade the, yeah, second, the second time. time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, like you took seventh grade twice? Well, yeah, I failed the first time, yeah. 
Yeah. Why? Math, math is not my thing. Uh, okay. Is that what it was? They yeah. failed you just because yeah. of math? Yeah, yeah. Well, I had two failing classes, and you, had, you get held back if you have more than that. So I ended up failing and having to do seventh grade over again. Well, because was, of math and what else? Math and history. Not my thing, man. Not my thing. Just never was good at it. Oh, I guess I knew that about you, but I always forget that. I forgot too. Um, was it embarrassing the next year to, to <laughs> have be, all my friends or, go on ahead of me? Yeah, yeah man. Like, was. oh, we've got different lunch periods or whatever. Yeah. Or were you the kid that you've already done all this? So it was the new, <laughs> the new sixth graders that are now seventh graders. You're like, all right, guys, I'm a vet. <laughs> I've been here before. Yeah. Let me tell you some stories. No, I wasn't like that. I just made a, you got uh, three check marks. You're out. You're in trouble. You get a note set home. Yeah, you don't want those. Made a new line of friends and then watched my other ones go on about their business. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you think about it, holding kids back mm. from like one class, even two, is kind of crazy. I'm not saying they shouldn't learn. Yeah. But socially speaking, it messes everything up. It does. It throws everything out of whack. It automatically takes a kid and puts them at the bottom of the list. Yes. Socially speaking, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah, because also, like, you know that you failed that class or whatever, but yeah. then everybody, all the sixth graders know that you weren't in the previous class, so they know that you're held back. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody knows, yeah. no offense, that you weren't smart enough to pass <laughs> you, the seventh grade. So this yeah. is this whole thing that everybody knows. Your person non grata, like, nobody <laughs> wants to talk to you. That you're automatically an outcast. Oh, yes. my God. Gimpy, that makes me feel really bad for <laughs> yeah. you. Maybe it that's genuinely what's wrong does. With me. Yeah. No, that's not it. No. That it all started way later down the road. Seventh grade. <laughs> Listen, blame thrower. No, it's you. Right, it's all me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Poor buddy. Socially speaking, that is that sounds so like s- such a bad idea. And you would think children's psychology would play a part on how we educate children. Yeah. Or just like give you another chance. Let's put you in remedial math. Hey, like, you, you, you're moving ahead, but no, you've got to take special that class. Right. Well, you can move ahead, but you got to take that class again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you'll be chasing them, and then are you going to do it in the summer or something? I was going to say summer yeah. school. Yeah, 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 yeah. not the whole. Take God. Yeah. But How then, close were you to failing? Do you know? Do you remember? Oh, okay. So it was like a 64 was was the passing grade, and I was like a 40 something. Yeah, it was yeah, that's bad. pretty bad. It was Ooh. bad. What about history? Uh, that one I think is like a 50 something. Yeah. So then, like, you've got half of it right, and they're like, nope, you got to do all yep. of it over Start again. Start all over again. <laughs> what? Damn it. How did all you right. do the next year? Do you remember? Uh, we ended up moving here. And That's I a think, good way to solve it. Yeah, yeah. Just, just <laughs> move away. Uh, but I think I did just fine. I mean, didn't get held back again. <laughs> right. Well, they didn't want you to suck. be a 15-year-old seventh grader. Right? <laughs> driving my friends to school. Yeah, right. they didn't want you <laughs> driving in middle school. In the junior high, you're like, hey, uh, we need a parking spot for Burger. I guess give him one of the teacher spots. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, no, no. He's good. He's got a handicap. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Oh, my God. Mm. Uh, All right. Tickets to Collective Soul. Best and worst of the weekend coming up. News quickies when we return. Tulsa's Morning Show. Continue. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. News quickies are stories you may have missed in the news. We cover them here. We'll put the link on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? 
Now here's Corbin, Gimpy, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. Woman who turns 100 gets unique birthday wish. So Ruth Bryant, she was celebrating her 100th birthday on Thursday when police arrived at the Cambridge Hills Assisted Living Center. And while her friends and family were present, a deputy approached her with handcuffs and said, are you Miss Bryant? She said, it all depends on what you want. (laughs) Yeah. He said, Here's what I want. I want Grilled you. No. <laughs> he said, I want you. And so he handcuffed her to her walker. And <laughs> then <laughs> Dumb. handcuffed her to her walker, or to her walker um, and said that she was wanted on indecent exposure. And then put her in the back of a police car, took her to the county jail. Lifted her up out of her wheelchair (laughs) and put her in the police car, by the way. And then they put her in the um, prison orange, took a picture, and then got her dressed, got her back, got her back to the assisted living living place where they had cake. And um, her daughter said, I know that she's 100 years old, but I didn't think they were going to take it this far because apparently she was like kicking and pleading with him, like playing along with the officers, like, no, don't take me. And quote unquote, playfully kicking the officers as they took her away. Mm. That's assault. (laughs) (laughs) That's Okay. It's adorable. She's a hundred. Mm. It seems silly. Let her live for a little bit. <laughs> right. Just another day. How great one more day. has your life been that the only thing's like, well, I, I haven't been arrested. <laughs> right. Isn't there some other things you'd want for your birthday? Then right. it just kind of mo- makes a mockery of being arrested. <laughs> right. And I was thinking, too, of, like, how awesome that is that that the police officers did that. And if it was, like, the hottest one, that he's like, I want you. Like, if they picked the guy out, I don't know, it just sounds very strippery to arrest somebody on indecent exposure. And to be like, I want you. You got to pay your handcuffs. Right. And it could have been a family friend. uh, The police officer's like, I'm going to protect this community. I'm going to do all I can. Like, you know, and then they're like... Today, can you go arrest a hundred year old woman as a gag? Would you mind doing that? And then bring her in <laughs> and yeah. process her. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> That's the part I think is exceptionally weird. That's put awesome. her in oranges? Yeah. Give her, her who, shower shoes and everything. Who put her in oranges? <laughs> right? Somebody's got to dress the old lady. <laughs> I didn't really By the way, think about that. The, the part she, I know the story. The part she's not reading is it took two days. Because it took so long to get her dressed, and then she had to get undressed and dressed again. (laughs) Man uses a baby as a human shield during a traffic stop. So this happens down in Florida, where cops pulled over a guy named Zach McKinney. Um, He... uh, appeared uh, excuse me appeared to be on drugs and wouldn't listen to their commands so they go ahead and uh bring in the special tactics team are you okay I, my brain does are you not, having a seizure my, my brain does <laughs> like, not want to work today at happening? all whatsoever i try it's to talk kinda, and it's just argh. it sounds like you're kind of having a seizure and you're super red right out. now Probably. yeah geez louise is it hot here anyhow so uh, he's not listening to their commands he ends up using the baby as a human shield they bring in this special tactics team to get the baby uh, they take him to the hospital uh, hospital Try it again. Jeez. Take him to the hospital to be evaluated. I'm serious. Are you okay? Do you feel okay? I do not. I've been off kind of like all day today. I just woke up and like, ugh. But I just figured because I went too hard this weekend. Whatever. Okay. Nonetheless. uh, Did you go hard yesterday too? 
No. Because, you know, the Sunday law kicked in yesterday. I know, and I went to the uh, liquor store, and they were closed. So oh, they didn't get the <laughs> Damn, memo. I didn't get anything. <laughs> you think they would care. You would do that. Uh, anyhow, they ended up taking him to the hospital, be evaluated. While he was there, they ended up kicking and scratching it, trying to bite the deputies. All right, cool. So they take him. Uh, back to jail. His uh, vitals are elevated, so they got to take him back to the hospital. When they take him back to the hospital, he starts beating on uh, some uh, some of the <laughs> staff <laughs> members there and try choking them. Jesus Christ! Do you I'll want, get through this do you eventually. Want me to read it? No, we <laughs> got to do it. Anyway, they ended up taking him, and, and now he's on uh, charges of battery on a law enforcement and a healthcare professional. There, I did it. <laughs> Literally, I have questions, but I feel like I shouldn't ask them because I, I don't want to make it. <laughs> Man gets pulled over with 23-year-old expired tag. Good God. This happened in New Orleans where the police pulled him over. The man tried to claim it just slipped his mind because he'd been so busy lately and the registration expired 23 years ago. Police posted a photo of the license plate on Facebook and you can see it expired in September of 1997. Police haven't said what kind of ticket, if any, the man received. I don't think they need one. I think they got it. Yeah. What, how busy are you for 23 years? I think that's the worst excuse is that I've been busy. I'll do it tomorrow. Or you don't want to pay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a better question is how did he go 23 years never getting picked up? I know because right? I, I got that ticket and it had only been expired for like two months. Maybe it was like an old car, right? Broke it down or whatever. Doesn't drive it that often. Let it sit for 23 years and then needs to go to the store for something. Well, I got this car here. I'll take it. Let's just say he's 80. Right? No. Then he, what? No, yeah, 80, you get the pass. You're and then, adorable. And then 57, right, would be when he would have didn't stop to register it. Yeah. Maybe his wife died and he's like, she did all that stuff. And he's like, I ain't doing it. That's possible. I mean, that's not a good excuse. I don't <laughs> think a judge is going to care. Uh, all these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. Tulsa's morning show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. I don't know what's going on today, but between Gimpy not being able to speak <laughs> and Sam fascinated by her ability to suddenly whistle... <laughs> Just now, learn how to whistle. I'm not. She a good... did not learn how to whistle. Okay. She whistled. Oh. There's difference in those two things. Right. Try I... to whistle. She's trying, folks. The I... music's covering up. But... I. I'm not a good whistler, but I came in here and had like the most perfect whistle that's ever came out of my mouth <laughs> in the history of my whistling. And I was like, Oh my God, Corbin, did you hear my perfect whistle? I know it doesn't seem like a big deal to you. It's Kathy. not a big deal. It's a in big... terms of life accomplishments, whistling, not up there. Well, for me it is because I, I don't know. You've I'm not always good... dreamt as a little girl to whistle. I've never been able to whistle good and I just feel like I nailed it and it's never going to happen again. What kind of attitude is that, by the way? <laughs> what are you cl- snapping your fingers at me? Because I wanted to... Did you feel like you got it? I did. You didn't. You didn't. Oh, that was so close. Well, I'm I glad gotta, you're having a good I, Monday. Sorry. So, we're not to best and worst. Holster that thing. We'll get to it in a second, okay? Hey. You can share your best being you whistled. <laughs> Hypothetic life. That's the best part of my weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. After the NBA sent a memo instructing teams to prepare for 
possibly play in empty arenas amid the outbreak of COVID-19. It seems the Lakers superstar LeBron James says he will not play under those conditions. And here's a clip. Stop rubbing it in. <laughs> and look what I can do. I feel like that's a rude thing to rub you in. You play games without the fans? Yeah. No, it's impossible. I ain't playing. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got the fans in the crowd. That's what I play for. I play for my teammates. Play for I play for the fans. That's what it's all about. So if I show up to an arena and ain't no fans in there, I ain't playing. Yeah, what about for the love of the, the sport? <laughs> for the fans. I think that's pretty good. It's a pretty good reason. Yeah. He, There's fans at home yelling at you from your at their it'll TV. Be, it would be on TV. Yeah. Yeah. They. I mean, you still have fans. You just. They won't be exactly looking at you with their peepers. Yeah. But they're watching from home. Yeah. I mean, I still feel like that if I if I was a basketball player, that's probably what I would want. Be like, everyone keep your sickness at home. We'll do this on TV. You can, you know, tweet at me. At watching you. Good dunk, buddy. <laughs> Yay. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta figure out another way to whistle. I wish I could also do the finger whistle, you mm. know, like with your mouth. Yes. I wish I could do that. I don't know how to do that though. Um, well, some it, of us are gifted, and some of us aren't. I mean, I have other gifts, just not whistle <laughs> gifts. <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh so hard at that, Dick. <laughs> It remains to be seen if the coronavirus outbreak worsens in the coming days, weeks, to the point where the league needs to take extreme measures. However, James insisted that playing without fans in the stand, it absolutely cannot be done. Yeah. Uh, the, the problem with it is they're finding out is that people may be walking around with it right now. With the coronavirus. Yes. Yeah. And they're worried if it's if it becomes bad, then you're infecting people and not even knowing it. Makes sense. Oh, true. Or, and they say the in, the reproduction rate is two, right? So if you have it, like if Sam's carrying it, the, all the people she encounters in a day, two will get infected. Wow. Oh my god. So that, but they don't know. There's not enough data. They don't know. So they're erring on the side of caution. That's why they canceled the South by Southwest Music Festival, a massive mm-hmm. event in Texas. I mean, that's a, that's safe. Why can't they just have a little party mask for everybody though? You know, because they don't know if that doesn't mean anything. Because you know what you do when you're drinking and watching a band, you keep a mask on. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's true. You could show a straw up there. No, you'd have to move this mask to put the straw in, and now the straw's been exposed. No, oh, yeah, I guess that is a no-win situation. Masks are stop buying them. Stop it. <laughs> no, stop buying them. They're not going to save you. I saw toilet paper is not going to save you. Um, I saw on Facebook Marketplace this weekend um, masks that somebody spray painted to like look cool so that you could wear designer a mask ones. but have like mm. a designer one. Stupid. I was like, kind of dope. If I have to wear a mask, you know, I want one that's been rhinestone glittered out. <laughs> has like a skull mouth on it. Like, right. oh, I don't want the coronavirus and I'm hard. Oh. <laughs> no? no. Not so much? No. Uh, that's Balls of the Ball Sports. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5 KMOD. <laughs> Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. 
can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. The tickets to Collective Soul we're going to give away coming up. Collective Soul is going to be over at the Hard Rock on Thursday, May 14th. Right now, it's time for Best and Worst of the Weekend. What's the best thing that happened this weekend and the worst thing that happened this weekend? Sam, what's the best and what's the worst? The Well, the worst was I had a doctor's appointment on Friday that was two hours long. And oh, I had, my. I had to get a shot in the butt. and From the doctor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it hurt. Like, like what did they get? Do you know what it was? Um... Well, I know that it was like, I know what it looked like. It was like yellowish creamy <laughs> and thick. Like in boot camp, they give you something called the peanut butter shot. Yeah. And it's called that because it's so thick that you could feel it. And so they were like, all right, we need, you know, to put you on this medicine. But if rather than, you know, take a pill twice a day, we could just get it over with and just give you a yeah. shot. It's just, you know, if you could tough it up you can just do the shot and i was like yes i can tough it up that's easy no problem and then they stuck me with it and i was like that's not that bad and then started inserting it they and inserted. i was like oh it it's hurt. always the insertion that's it the worst part hurt so so i it hurt way worse than a peanut butter shot did in boot camp like my ass has been sore all weekend and then i've got a <laughs> bruise from it it hurt a lot more than I had. I known I would rather just swallowed something for seven days easily, easily. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. It hurt. It's still I bothering me. <laughs> oh my god! Well, what's the best part then? Um, well, and then after that, Jeff was just very went out of his way to be very sweet and gentle with me all weekend. Since Friday it was just a tough, oh. like a super duper tough day, and um, we had planned to go on like a date night. After that, like, hey, let's make the best out of this situation. I put on this like adorable dress since it you was nice weather. If you don't mind me saying, so hot. You looked awesome in oh, that dress. Thank you. Mm-hmm. With the because you, I never see you in your glasses. Well, I so uh, when you the more you wear your glasses, the more that you need to wear them. Yes. Yeah, and so I had worn them like all day on Friday because I felt like with all the stuff I would have to sign, I was like, I need to wear these to the my appointment. You know what I'm signing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and also, people on social media made fun of me for wearing that dress because they said it was a granny dress. But I don't feel like a red I don't think so. Polka dot dress was a granny dress. I didn't think it was a granny dress. I thought it looked totally awesome on you. Thank you. That is very nice. So we had planned to go on this like date afterwards and just make the best out of a bad situation. But I cried and got emotional, and so I was like. Let's just get it to go and just spend time together. So he had like made the effort to be sweet and supportive and like, hey, let's do something fun, get her mind off of it. But I can't control my emotions. So we ended up doing <laughs> what we normally do and just got sushi to go and had it at home. But it was like nice. We still had like a nice little date. And um and then I got to I got my nails and my toes done too. So those are the two best. What you went out and did that? Yes. Without on did Sunday. Jeff get his done too? No, I just went by myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they're pretty and sparkly. Yes. My toes are so cute. And I've been trying to keep up with having my nails and toes done for the whole year. That's been my goal. So we're in March and I've done a good job of that. So some people pick whistling, some people keep their toes and nails up. Yeah. Well, I want to do both. 
Uh, Gimpy, you can't take hers about the nails. Uh-oh. Best and worst of the weekend. Gimpy, what's the best that happened and what's the worst? Man, best part of the weekend was uh, Saturday. Such an awesome day. Beautiful day. Got the bike out. Got up early. Went and did some riding. Uh, came back to the house. My brother and I, we grilled out. Uh, uh, cooked a steak and had baked potato and all that jivey stuff that goes with it. And then we started drinking Saturday. And that's the worst part of the weekend because it went way too hard. And I'm still feeling it, as you can tell. From Saturday, you went yeah, too high. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those, you know, you just kind of keep on going and keep on going and keep on going. The next thing you know, it's 4 o'clock in the morning, and you're like, oh, geez, Louise, I should probably go to bed now. So you didn't get to recover and oh. not drink on Sunday? No, 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 You no, kept no. drinking on Sunday? No, no, oh. no, no, no. Didn't continue drinking on Sunday. Just felt like ass and still do. Just for four hours of Sunday. Four hours on Sunday. (laughs) Best and worst of the weekend. What's the best thing that happened to you? What's the worst thing that happened to you? Uh, Best part of the weekend for me was we had a nice, relaxing home weekend, right? I got to see some friends and stuff. We made, I did a turkey breast, smoked a turkey breast. It was awesome. Nice. Great, right? Worst part of the weekend was I took my daughter to like a stranger danger class and she didn't want anything to do with it. She. Hated it. That's, really? Isn't that good? Hated the class. Hated participating. Well, because you should be scared of strangers. So I it's feel not like, like a, a lineup. There weren't a bunch of strangers <laughs> in there, Sam. It was to teach her about stranger danger. <laughs> right. She just wanted to play instead. No, she didn't. Was terrified of everyone. Wow. Well, then I say the class worked. Well, right. <laughs> I think the, the idea is not for you to be afraid of the class. I'm just kidding. And then uh, we went to a friend's house. And uh, grilled out and stuff, which was awesome. And next day, find out one of the kids has the flu. Oh, geez. That's the worst part. Uh, Best and worst of the weekend, 918-460-KMOD. What's the best thing that happened this weekend and the worst thing that happened this weekend? Gimby, you want to tell me which one to go to here? I don't have my screener open yet. Mandy on number one. Hi, Mandy. How are you? Hello. Hi. What's the best and what's the worst of the weekend? Um... The best was, uh, the weather was pretty nice, and I guess this is kind of the best, too. I had a, re- a medium reading done on Friday, and oh. my dad passed away um, a few years ago, and we don't know whether it was an accident or a suicide or what, but it was pretty horrific, and right. I didn't really get to say goodbye to him. I called you guys and told you all yeah, about it. Yeah, I, I remember. Over the phone, and we just never... I, never really had closure well the medium like brought up some stuff that was crazy like about him grabbing my aunt's hand who was holding the phone to her ear or to his ear while i was talking but there was no like movement on the brain monitor so that was weird and then after the reading um because i was still on the fence about it at home my husband was listening to i think it was highway to Heaven? I don't know. It was something about uh, the road to heaven. I, I don't know. But it got really, the radio got really loud. And me and my husband just like stopped and looked at each other like, wow, that was creepy. So um, I guess that would be the best of the weekend for me. So do you, you think that it worked that you were able to communicate with your dad? Yeah, because the, the lady brought up some stuff that was like really personal that I haven't told anybody that like he wanted to convey to me, I guess. And like, I was blown away. Like I didn't believe her at first. I was like, there's no way this lady, you know, pulled this out of her hat. How much did you pay? 
Um, I paid $60, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. And do you feel like you got no. the closure you wanted, or are you, are you, now do you need another fixing? Um, no, I feel like I got the closure um, that I was looking for, because I, I didn't really get to say goodbye. And, ha- and <laughs> it was so sad. You've got Sam on the hook, so just reel her in because she's on board for this all of a sudden. Yes, I, I, I want to meet that medium to to have that same experience. Um, how did you find this person? Was it like a friend of a friend or you just Googled Tulsa Medium? No, um, actually I had an appointment and they pushed my appointment back from 9.30 to 1. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just go shopping all day in Tulsa while I'm here. And I just drove past that place and was like, huh and i did a u-turn and i pulled in and said hey do you have any availability and they were like yeah we do and so it was just very by the seat of my pants I just wow that's even by. more amazing yeah that's that's how i felt about it too like if i had made an appointment and then waited all day like they could have been doing some like googling sure okay so i was gonna ask is anything they told you is there any way that they could have found that from your facebook or like I don't know. Did you have a necklace on that would have indicated? Like, is there any possible way that they could have known something that that you gave them? Um, I don't think so, because she mentioned that my dad uh, collected like trinkets, like Zippo lighters, and he put it in like kind of a girly box, like it was just like a little trinket box that you'd put like jewelry in, and she described it to a T. And it was really weird because she was like, "He's showing me this box. He's showing me this box." And my dad's really morbid when he was alive. And so he would joke around about being buried in a shoebox and um, just put him out in the yard. And so, like, she brought up that, and I was just like, oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Well, I'm glad you got the closure. <laughs> you got the closure you wanted. Well, what's the worst part then? Um, I had to do a lot of laundry. Sure, sure. Yeah, that does <laughs> Right, right. Right on. Mandy, th- thank you so much. It was great talking to you again. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right. See you later. All righty. Bye-bye. See ya. I'm, I'm absolutely going. Yeah. Mandy, if you're still listening, email Sam. She yeah. wants to go to that one. I want to go to that one because clearly they can talk to people. Can I go to? <laughs> yeah, you can be my support system. Sure. I'll go and, well, I promise <laughs> I'll do my best to not open my mouth. Yeah, but, okay, Corbin... You can be sensitive to me, like when I'm crying. Yeah, and like you can, you you know when to push or when to not. So I feel like if I'm like losing it, that you're not gonna laugh. Let's go to <laughs> Adam. Hello, hi Adam. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, sir. What's the best and what's the worst of the weekend? My best and worst are actually the same event. So Saturday night, next door. Bunch of teenagers wanted to have a party between ages 17 to 19. Parents were out of town for whatever. And I guess a fight broke out. And one of the teenagers is three months pregnant. And she so she ran next door, knocked on my door 10, 11 o'clock at night to let me know what was going on next door. So I run out there, have to interject myself into this drunken brawl. Long story short, a lot of cussing, a lot of screaming. Finally had the main antagonist in tears, and he's wanting to get behind the wheel of his truck and go home. So then I've got to change up, and I've got to convince this kid to not try to drive while he's 
this drunk was finally able to talk him down. He let me then give him a ride home. I got in my car, took this 19-year-old home, made sure there was somebody there at his house to watch out, watch over him so that he wasn't by himself. So my, the worst part of my weekend is having to deal with all of that. The best part, looking back on it, the best part of my weekend is that Somebody had the, the the common sense to come get some help, and that you know nobody was hurt. Everybody was safe. It ended in the best possible way that it could. Do Do you know these people? I do. <sighs> You're nice. <laughs> You're very nice. Because that easily could have gotten way out of hand. It very it, yes, it could have. Luckily, I was up at the time. I have a young daughter. My daughter's dealing with an with an ear infection and an eye infection. I yeah. was up tending to her. That's crazy, dude. That's you're a better person than me. I yeah, am not right. interjecting in a little high school fight. Well, I mean, they're going to do it regardless. I'm just happy that nobody was hurt. Everybody yeah. was safe. It ended as as well as it could have. Right on, Adam. Have a great week, man. You guys, too. All right, see you later. Uh, Amy is on. Hi, Amy. How are you? Hey, good morning. Good morning. What's the best and what's the worst of the weekend? The best part was I moved into my new beautiful house, big, huge four-bedroom. Congratulations. And, oh, love it. The worst, putting together my new fireplace entertainment center and the drill slipped off and went through my finger. Oh, my. Well, you were screwing something? Yeah, I was putting it together. And so how far in did the, the bit go? It went, of course, and Sam can relate, I have acrylic nails. And it went right through the edge of my thumb, between the nail and into my finger. And- oh! Oh! <laughs> oh! Yuck! The pieces of my acrylic nail lodged under the ginormous chunk of skin that came off. Oh, God! So- Hey, listen, nobody gets an entertainment center fireplace without any cost, right? You got to get a little wear and tear on your hands to put together an entertainment center fireplace. You're getting rid of it? it. No. Oh. No. Right on. It's mine for life. Yeah, right. And you'll be warm. That's good news. While you're hot, you'll totally be Netflix chilling and warm. Right on. All right, girl. Well, have a great week. Thanks. You guys too. All right. See you later, Amy. That's uh, JB is on. Hi, JB. How are you? Hey. All right, man. How are you guys doing? Good. What's the best and what's the worst of the weekend? Hey, I got to do Christmas with my boy. Uh, finally. In in, in, in March. March. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christmas in March, man. Why did you have to do it in March? Well, just a custody deal we're going through right now. And five so- years of it. And so, did how did you try to make it Christmassy? Did you have a Christmas tree up? I was going to take the one from the house, but it was just too dead and sorry looking. So, sure. Uh, so, did you wrap gifts? Oh yeah, no, these gifts were under the tree since Christmas. So they've been sitting there the entire time <laughs> under a dead tree. Yeah, yeah just totally. waiting. Hadn't turned the lights off on it yet. Right on. <laughs> Thank God. Now you can put that stuff away, huh? Yes, sir. Well, what's the uh, worst part then? I don't have one. That's awesome, man. Well, congratulations, right, man. man. Have a great week. Hey, y'all too. See you later, JB. Wow, that's got to be awesome. 
finally right. celebrate Christmas and take down your decorations. And, uh, and your nasty tree. <laughs> you're, right. I'm not watering it anymore. <laughs> that sucks, man. So you're gonna you're gonna book the appointment, huh? I'm I'm not kidding. I've teetered on sure. going to a medium, but that that lady has me sold. I really hope that she emails me and tells me who she saw. I am not on board with them. I think they're a giant crock of crap. You think but, they're grief vampires? Totally. <laughs> they totally are. But if it gives you closure and makes you feel good, who am I to tell you it's stupid? Yeah. As long as you know going in, they cannot talk to the dead. You don't live in a duplex with the other side being a medium store uh-huh. and have the ability to talk to the dead. I mean, I, maybe they do. No. Maybe. Maybe they do. <laughs> no. I'm <laughs> just saying, you don't know. You're not dead. They cannot talk to the dead. I just, I'm not. If they could talk to the dead, mm-hmm. wouldn't they be helping solving all these unsolved murders that we've been talking about? Makes well, sense. you know, I, I, maybe they don't want to talk to murdered people. I don't know. I don't know how medium stuff works. But it worked for that lady, so maybe. What if they tell? What What if, like, I don't know what question I need answered. Yes, you do. You yeah. know exactly what question you need answered. <laughs> You're right. I do. There's a six-digit number that I need <laughs> desperately. To unlock your dad's phone. Yes, so that I could snoop a loop and also see if he has any pictures that I have not seen before. You know, so yes, I do want that an- that answered. But, like, what if I'm told, I don't know, some amazing... I, you're going to be told amazing things. Yeah, but that only... They're not going to be like, we've got some bad news. <laughs> he yeah. could not stand you. I'm going to have to do, I think, what she did, like a fly-by one. Yes. So that they don't look up my Facebook and stuff. But unfortunately, I have a loud mouth on the biggest radio station here in Tulsa, so there's a lot that they might be able to validate just by listening to me. Yeah, you'd have to do it somewhere <laughs> else, maybe, if you're going to do it. Go another town or another something Another town, like yeah. Yeah. I mean, and not have an appointment. I was going to say, leave with the iHeartRadio app. We're everywhere. So yes, you're, yes, it's inescapable. Yes, yes, <laughs> uh, all right, we'll take a break. Come back at tickets to Collective Soul. Tulsa's morning show, The Big Man Morning Show. The assault continues next. 97.5. KM. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Let's play a game and give away tickets. Collective Soul is going to be over at the Hard Rock. The one-second game. One second of a famous television show's theme song. If you guess it correctly, the name of the show, I'm going to give you a pair of tickets. 918-460-KMOD, 918-460-KMOD. Let's get our contestant. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Hi. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Try this again. I don't know what's coming. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Three times is enough. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Shannon. Shannon, how are you? I am great. How are you? Good. Would you like to see Collective Soul? I would love to. I want you to win, but you've got to guess the name of the television show based off this one-second clip I'm going to play of the theme song, okay? Okay. All right, let me play it. 
Play it again. What television show is that? Hmm, uh, the Golden Girls. Golden Girls mm. is not correct. I'm so sorry. All right, you guys have a good day. All right, Shannon, see ya. Good morning, you're on the air. What is your name? John Ashwood, JSPC, the one I spotted sheep. Good hey, morning, buddy. friends. Hey, buddy. Here is your clue. Hey, buddy. What television show is that? Can I hear that one more time, please? Sure, of course. What is it? That is the Seaman Sam show. Uh, let's get it on. Put your lips together and blow. It's not that one. It's close. It was almost. It's not the blow one. It's the it's the spread one. That's the one. Sorry, buddy. Yes, sir. All right, man. See ya. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Robert. Robert, how are you, sir? Hey, doing good. How are y'all? Good, sir. Here's your clue. What television show? Is that the Connors? The Connors, oh, which is wow. the reboot of Roseanne. It is not, Robert. I'm sorry. Okay. Have a good one. You too, sir. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Kayla. Kayla. Hi, girl. Hey, how are you guys? Great. Here is your clue. <laughs> Collective Soul Tickets. What is the television show? Is it Roseanne? It is not Roseanne, Kayla. I'm sorry. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. See ya. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? This is Joe. Hey, Joe. How are you? I'm good, sir. How are you? Great, sir. Here is your clue. Joe, what show is that? The Dating Game. The ga- uh, the Dating Game. That is incorrect. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Have a good day. Got a case of the gimpies. Yes. Welcome to my world. <laughs> good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? My name is Brian. Brian, how are you today? Doing good. Doing good. 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 Brian, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to give you two clues, okay? All right. Here's the first one. Here's the second one. What television show is that from? Three's Company. Three's Company is not correct, Brian. I'm sorry. Have a good day. Thank you. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Adam. Adam, how are you, man? I'm all right, dude. Good, buddy. Here's your two clues. Here's the second one. What television show? Uh, Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live is incorrect. I'm sorry, man. All right, I'll see you later. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Uh, Tyler. Tyler, how are you? Doing all right. Good. I'm going to play the clues, and you'll get to make your guess. Are you ready? Yeah. Here it is. Here's the first one. Here's the second one. What is it? King of Queens Queens is not correct, man. I'm so sorry. Have a good day. See you later. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Christopher. Hey, Christopher. How are you, man? Good. How are you doing? Good, buddy. I'm going to give you your two clues. Here they are. What television show is that from, Christopher? Is it Night Court? Night Court is not correct, Christopher. I'm sorry. Have a good day. Are you soon? That's See it. Later. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Hey, it's Robert again. Hey, Robert again. Here's your two clues, Robert again. Second one. What is it, Robert again? The Ropers. The Ropers. Wow. <laughs> wow. It is not the Rober. <laughs> the Ropers, Robert again. All right. I think two times you've clearly shown you don't know this. 
All right, buddy. See you later. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Judy. Judy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, Judy. Here's your two clues. Here's the second one. What is it, Judy? Facts of life? Facts of life oh. is not correct, Judy. I'm sorry. Oh. All right. See you okay. later. Bye. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Ashley. Ashley, how are you? Good. How are you? Good, Ashley. Here are your two clues. Here's the second one. And you know what, Ashley? I'm going to give you a third clue, okay? Okay. Here's the third one. Easier. <laughs> what is it, Ashley? I'll play them all. Let me play them all again for you. Yeah, let me play them all again for you. Here's it. Uninterrupted. What is it? Is it Sex in the City? Sex in the City. It is not, Ashley. I'm so sorry. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. All right. See ya. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Hey, it's George. Hey, George. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. It'd be a lot better if I get this right. All right. Well, let's see if you got it. Let me play you three clues. You can give your guess. All right, sir? All right. All right. What is it, George? America's Funniest Videos? No. <laughs> oh, George, have a, right. have a great day. See you, sir. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Brent. Brent, how are you? I'm good. Good. Here are your three clues. Brent, what is it? Is it Fuller House? Fuller House. It is not, Brent. I'm sorry. Have a good day. You too. All right. See you later. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Cameron. Cameron, how are you? Doing well, sir. How are you? Good. Let me play the three clues. Cameron, what is it? Uh, Will and Grace. It is not Will and Grace, Cameron. I'm sorry, right. man. Have a good day. You too. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Josh. Josh, this is for Collective Soul tickets. They'll be at the Hard Rock on the 14th of May. Let me play the three clues. If you guess it correctly, you're getting those tickets, okay? Okay. Josh, what is it? Is it Will and Grace? It is not Will and Grace, Josh. I'm so sorry, man. Thanks. See you later. We're going to have a push here. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Roy. Roy, how are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. How are you guys? Good, Roy. I want you to win this. Let me give you the three clues. Okay. Let me play them again. What television show is that, Roy? I'm going to say Good Times. Roy, it is not Good Times. I'm sorry, man. Thanks. See you later. I feel good about one of these next three. Somebody's going to get it. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Patrick. Patrick, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, man. Good. It's good to hear from you. Let me play the three clues. Patrick, what is it? It's Arrested Development. It is not Arrested Development. <laughs> he was confident. I'm sorry. Patrick, I'm sorry, man. Have a good day, buddy. You stupid. Yeah. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Casey. Casey, how are you, friend? All right. All right, let I me, know the answer. Great. Well, let me play the clues, and you can tell everybody what it is. Sounds good. 
Casey, for Collective Soul Tickets, what television show is that? That's News Radio. It is News Radio. Congratulations, man. You're getting those tickets. You're going to see Collective Soul May 14th at the Hard Rock. Awesome. Okay, hang on the line. That's why it took him so long to call in. There's clearly a delay. Do you know the show, Sam? Mm-mm. It's uh, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yeah. Uh, wasn't Andy, Andy Dick? Dick? Yeah. yeah. Fantastic show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. It was about a news radio show. And the, the office of it, if you will. Yeah. It's a fantastic show. Go back and watch it. It's 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 a good watch still, especially since you're in the biz. Yeah, I like that's the only reason I started watching my big fat fabulous life. Because huh. she was she's a, a she worked in radio? She was an intern on a radio show. Yeah. Uh I started watching The Outsider. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Is it amazing? I have been missing this. Yeah. I'm yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. Jason Bateman's ridiculous in it. Uh Simba and I have been watching McMillions, and mm. so as soon as I think there's one more episode of that that just aired last night, so that's our next yeah. one to watch. It's it's the outside. I couldn't not. I've only seen one episode, and I'm like, this is ridiculously good. I don't want to go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> it's that good. I was like, no, we're going to sleep. <laughs> uh, all right, we got to take a break, and we'll be back. We still got Jeff Hensley that's going to join us. If you're going through a divorce, you have a question about spousal support, or maybe you feel like I shouldn't be paying this much, and you have a question on how maybe you can get that worked down, your uh, child support, Jeff can maybe help with that answer. Send your question over to show at KMOD.com. We'll take a break, and we'll be back. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. No, Sam, it wasn't mad about you. The Dallas Morning News reported that over the weekend, um, that Cowboys officer, sorry, I have him gimpies right now, so I'm just going to center myself. Just blame him. Don't say you have it. No, I, just have, say, I have look the what he's gimpies. Done. Look what he's done. Look what he's done. Rubbing off on you guys. <laughs> no. You're not rubbing anything on me. Guaranteed not. <laughs> that Cowboys offered um, quarterback Dask, Dak Prescott <laughs> the richest contract in NFL history. The Cowboys have offered Prescott a contract with an average value of $33 million per year. <laughs> Because Prescott currently has no contract, the so-called new money value of any deal he accepts will match the more practical assessment of a new contract, which that new contract is worth from the moment that it is signed. For Prescott, both numbers underreported the offer would be $33 million. Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson's most recent deal is currently the richest in the league's history with the new money of $35 million per year, but the total value of signing a was a partially three, $31.4 million per year. Right, because he already had $4 million in place. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, and, of course, the most important number comes from the amount of money that is truly and fully guaranteed at signing, which reportedly is 
$105 million in guaranteed money generally. God. Dang. Yeah. God, that's so much money. Guaranteed. That doesn't mean if he gets hurt, whatever. Here it is. Guaranteed. $105 million. Yeah. So you just put that in the bank, brush your teeth, and make money. That's it. That's all you got to do. No, he's got to go out there and play football. Well, yeah. No, I'm saying, <laughs> but you put that money. I'm, I'm just saying that money, at that much money, it works for you. You don't have to... You play for it, yes. You don't even need that much to make it work for you. Yeah, but that's just an insane amount of money. It is. I mean, and so then question, if you get paid that much money and then you win a Super Bowl, do you renegotiate because then you're worth more? Or they're like, we got you for that no matter what? No. I mean, you can try and some are successful at it. Yeah, but so they're they're willing to pay that and... And then if you don't win the Super Bowl, then it doesn't matter. You so still you're, get saying, that money. you're saying the, you're under the impression that these contracts are based off not making the Super Bowl. Yes. And then if you do make the Super Bowl, then, then you know. So they don't have to achieve success. Yes. So they paid a $105 million for mediocrity. <laughs> yeah, and then you get extra for excelling. I mean, there could be bonuses in there for excelling. Yeah. Yeah, like I feel like if you win the Super Bowl that you should get you should get paid more money. Should you? Yeah. Like like okay, the Chiefs they just won the Super Bowl. I think everybody on the Chiefs team, they should get a Super Bowl bonus. Everybody they, gets they a do, raise. You every, they get a bonus. Yeah. It's part, everybody gets a bonus in your contract. It's written out if you make it to the Super Bowl and win it. Oh, so then they're like here's a, here's a good another milli for you. Thanks for winning uh, the Super Bowl. I don't know Bowl. if it's a milli, but they get some money. I mean, I feel like... How- what is that, 30-man roster? $30 million to everybody? That's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but I'm sure they sold that in merch. But the NFL gets Super Bowl merch. Oh, not the team? Right. That sells it? Right. That doesn't seem very right. Well, and also, franchise. if that's your team, like, for example, you love Chiefs, right? Yeah. They won the Super Bowl. Did yeah. you... Then buy more merch because they won than you would have last year. I didn't. My wife bought me a Super Bowl hoodie, but I had no desire to buy one. Really? Right. Well, I don't have a team that I love as much as you love the Chiefs, but I just feel like if whatever, if there was like a Super Bowl of Real Housewives and I was going for the ones of Dallas, then Mm -hmm. then I would buy more merch if they won. Because then it's like more braggy stuff. So I figured that they would get that money. I guess I bought new merch to wear, Mm -hmm. but I didn't buy Super Bowl merch. Okay. You bought new merch to wear leading up to the Super Bowl. So you spent more on Chiefs merch this year than you would have. Yeah, yeah. Especially because they were closer to that. Yes. I guess that's what I mean. Then you should get paid more. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I I think that's a pretty smart analysis of Super Bowl merch. Just... If you're asking my opinion. Not. That's Ball Small Sports. I'm <laughs> Stephen Sam on 97.5 GMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. We like to talk to our listeners because they are awesome. And Scott is on with us right now. Hi, Scott. How are you? What's going on, people? What's up, Scoot? <laughs> Not much. Scott is 46. You are from Massachusetts, and you have a girlfriend of three years, no kids, never married, 46 years old. How did you avoid getting married in 46 years? The hell if I know. I've been engaged a couple times, but just never found 
the right person, you know what I mean? It's a blessing in disguise when you don't, you know, you, you, you get engaged and find out they're the wrong people. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Right. I agree 100%. How much money have you spent on engagement rings? Oh, Christ. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, Thank you. <laughs> probably, I, I, I mean, not a lot. Probably about ten grand. And did you get the rings back each time? Yeah, I, um, I got them back and pawned them. Wow, that is very nice of them to give you the rings back. Why did those <laughs> engagements get called off, and how long were you engaged to each one? Um. Well, I was in, uh, the first time I was engaged for maybe about six months. Um, and most of the time it was, they, they cheated on me. And usually I'm pretty good at finding out, finding out the juicy details from either friends or friends of friends. So I just usually, you know, tell them I want the ring back and they usually gave it back with no problem. So. That's good. Sounds like it went pretty clean. It, I mean, all things considered, but that because sometimes those can get totally messy and nasty. They can they can get ugly. And did you? Did. Oh, sorry, did you reuse any of um, your proposal ideas? Like each time <laughs> that you proposed, did you propose in a different way or the same way? Never the same way. Always different. How did you propose the first two times? <laughs> well, the first time I was eighteen, and you know, it was just in a in a bar in front of our friends. So original, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> and the second time was, um, you know, we went away on vacation and it was like, you know, the romantic setting, you know, dinner, candlelight, all that. And I asked, and then the, uh, the last time was just kind of a spur of the moment. We're at dinner and just decided to get down one knee and ask, so you've done it three times. Yeah, three times, yeah. And that last time when it was spur of the moment, did you just have the ring in your pocket, just kind of waiting for the, when you felt right? No, I, I had thought about it for a while, and I was kind of like, you know, I was I was fighting with it. And um, I just figured your time was right, and ended up being being the bad bad decision on my part, and you know, again, it was it, that one. That one run, wasn't as clean of a breakup as the other ones, but okay. Um, so let's move on because I don't want to keep talking about your relationship. That sucks <laughs> to have to talk about something that's that old. Um, but you were in the military. You were in the army. Tell everybody what you did in the army. I was a uh, cavalry scout. I was a uh, forward observer. It considered us the eyes and ears of the battlefield. We'd go in ahead of um, all the other ground troops, and our job was to find the enemy, find out what they had for equipment, and radio it, radio it back. Um, we'd also be support for the ground troops as well. That is an incredibly dangerous job, isn't it? Our life expectancy was five minutes on the battlefield. Wow. What? Wait, they told you that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Basic training was, you know, you, you go into battle, you, your life expectancy is probably five minutes. If you if you uh, make through it, you've, you've achieved something. Cavalry scouts are, all due respect, sir, they're crazy. Like you have to go, you're going in, you have no idea what you're doing. 
You're you're right. You're actually actually right. It's um, they tell us what we're looking for, and then we just go out and try to find it. What is it like? What's your first thought when you hear someone say like, "Hey, your life expectancy is five minutes." Um, I signed up for this. That's brave. <laughs> that was my thought. Wow. wow. Did you want to be a cavalry scout? No, I actually, my whole goal was to be an MP. I wanted to go in and be an MP, um, but well, scored low on my test. So it was it was either a cavalry scout or drive a, like a bulldozer for a living. So I kind of decided to be a little more action-packed. An MP meaning military police. Did you want to then be a police officer outside of the military? That was my goal, yeah. Um, my firefighter wasn't my first choice as a career. Which is what you are now. You're a firefighter. But in the in, when you were a Calvary Scout, how many tours did you do? I did one tour in Kuwait in 97. And you got injured? I did get hurt. It wasn't anything glorious. Um we were we were back at the barracks, and I actually slipped in the grass and tore everything in my knee. So that kind of put a put a kibosh on the rest of my career. So, wow, yeah. And so, cavalry scout slipping on some grass—that's that's kind of surprising. That's, that's, that's a- that's a funny. That's a funny, funny story to tell people, you know. Because <laughs> you go, oh, I was a Calvary Scout. Oh, and I was honorably discharged. You're like, what happened? You're like, well, let well, me tell you. Let me tell you something. It was uh, wasn't anything glorious. It's not like you've seen the movies. <laughs> right. But you were still like injured in the line of duty, so that's service connected disability, correct? Correct. I, I am. I am forty percent disabled through the through the military because of that. It's. You know, it's not the not the best way I wanted to get injured or injured at all. But I mean, it is what it is. Can you shed a, how? So you were young. You had to have been what eighteen uh, when you were a cavalry scout. I was. I actually joined the military when I was twenty-one. Some stuff at home got kind of kind of bad, and uh, my parents were going through a divorce, and. Um, I didn't want to see, I, I couldn't see my mother and father, you know, fighting like, like they did. So I decided to run away from it and serve my country. And um, it, it was hard on my mother because I was only her only support. But, you know, I, I, I couldn't stick around and watch that. Sure. When you were that age and you go out on your first reconnaissance, what is mm-hmm. like? What what is the? Can you shed some light on what the emotion is you're feeling in those moments? Um, a little bit unnerved, uh, a little excited because you, you 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 train six you know six weeks to a month in basic training to do all this stuff, and you know it's you, you're finally getting to do what you train to do, and at the same time you're thinking, oh Christ, I'm somebody could be actually trying to kill me so it, it got a little unnerving but exciting at the same time and feel free to hit pause anytime when i'm asking these questions but was there a time when you were like oh gosh this is pretty heavy i don't know if we're going to get out of this no no ne- never um when i was over in kuwait i was um my unit half of my unit went to bosnia half of my unit went back to kuwait uh that was the time that saddam hussein was 
gassing the Kurdish again. So they sent us back over to put the fear of God into them. And you're a firefighter now. You've been doing that for 30 years. I've been, I was 18 years old when I became a firefighter right out of high school. Oh, so you did it right out of school. Like you did that, then joined the military, joined the military. Right. So why, Mm -hmm. why did you, what made you, what made you want to be a firefighter right Mm -hmm. out of high school? Well, it was, I mean, the childhood dream, be a firefighter or a policeman. And, um, at the time I was 18 and got out of school and decided, Hey, the local fire department's looking for volunteers. So why not? So I did that for three years and then I joined the military, um, took a leave, came back. And as soon as I came back from the military, I went right back on the fire department. What's it like? Do you do 24 on 24 off? I do uh, 24 on, and I have two off, and then 24 on, and, like, now I'm doing my four off. And tell everybody the, the what it's like to be in, in the in the firehouse, in the fire station, and living amongst the other firefighters. Oh, my God. It's, 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 it's definitely like a family. You know, it's, um, I, work with, I work with three other people, one, one being my lieutenant, who is, who is a Marine, by the way. So Army and Marines, we're always going back and forth about the, the different military branches. Mm-hmm. So that's, 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 a, that's a fun banter. And then I've got um, two, other, two other people. One's younger, so we try to put her under our wing and, you know, teach her all the ins and outs and it's like you know we we go back and forth and people are looking at us like well boy you guys don't get along and it, it's it's the opposite so we get along so well that it's like a like a brother brother and sister you know it's just mess with each other and bust each other's balls and right because what you guys do is so serious that you've got to kind of have that atmosphere to make it not so stressful correct we uh we definitely have a sense of humor, <laughs> you know, because, you know, in the darkest times, we have to make light of it. So it's, you know, we, we make some offhand jokes that other people would find offensive, but it's just a way for us to cope. And uh, as a firefighter, you have to provide all the food for yourself, right, in the fire station? Correct. We, we usually, if we don't cook lunch and dinner, we, we definitely always cook dinner. So, you know, we'll... uh We'll take we'll we'll go go out in the morning to the to the grocery store and buy whatever we want for dinner and maybe lunch and then we're all set for the day and then we just cook when we we have a chance. And, and you cook together, right? Like my understanding is it's like a bonding thing that all you guys cook together and eat at the same time. Well, we we yeah we do eat at the same time. Um, lunch is lunch is kind of difficult because. During the day, we, we have an elderly, a huge elderly population in my town. So um, lunchtime is usually the, the busy time. So we try to sit down and eat with each other as, as much as we can. But sometimes it's just, it's impossible. Um, nighttime is a little different. We can actually, you know, we actually get a chance to sit down and, you know, break bread with each other for a while. And um, normally, it normally... Shortly after we eat, we got, we got to go out for a call. But I, I would imagine being a firefighter and sometimes those calls in where you're out and it's kind of chaotic and stressful or, you know, a really bad situation has got to be rough with some of the things you experienced being in the Army. <clears throat> um, the, the, 
the firefighting is like twice as twice ten times as bad as as when I was in the army. I didn't see a lot of combat. I didn't see a lot of the you know bad stuff that some of our guys now are seeing. But um, the firefighting definitely takes a toll on you. It's definitely a young man's game, and it makes a young man old quickly. You mean it takes a toll on, like, your body physically or, like, mentally and emotionally? Um, it, 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 both, actually. It, you know, it's you got the PTSD that's going on, plus, you know, going up and down ladders, up and down stairs, um, carrying, you know, we, we carry about 40 to 60 pounds of equipment on us if we're going into a call. So, you know... After a while, your body starts to break down. You, you get you get injuries more when you're older. Um, so yeah, you, you start to feel really old. Has being a firefighter ever like have you ever had a PTSD event being a firefighter? I have. Um, I mean, you're talking a span of thirty years, so everything piles on, and you know it it, it definitely gets to you. Man. But there, there are a couple calls that are worse than others. Yeah. Is there a specific one that you always think about? There is one. Um, it, it was a, you know, mother and mother and couple of her kids, uh, one being a year and, um, they hit a cement loaded cement truck head on. And it was, um, it wasn't a very good scene. It was, it's, it's something that, will stick with me for the rest of my life. I, I can't even travel that stretch of road anymore. Oh, wow. Because it was so graphic, right? Right, right. Do, have you ever been on a call and come across like a, like a, 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 a somebody you know? I've, I've come across quite a few. Because I, I grew up in the town that I work in. So, you know, you, you, know, you know a lot of people. So you, I've, I've, come, I've come across people that I have... Uh, I've known for years that I've I've had calls for, and you know you just you just treat them like a regular patient. You can't treat them like you know it's somebody you know, because then then you get the the emotions involved, and it's you, you you can't do your job right. I would imagine that's the that's the the nightmare, right? That you you come across a call that's you know it be your parents or your partner in life or your best friend, right? No. That's, I can't imagine how hard that would be. I know I never have to worry about. It. I never have to pick up the phone and go, "Oh, it's going to be like my my brother." Mm. Like that's mm. not a stressful situation. But I've never thought about it. Like with your job, you you don't know. You you could pull up and recognize the car and go, "Oh no," right. And at, at that at that point, um, if if you know, they, if the people that I'm working with knew who it was, they would probably take me out of that situation so that I wouldn't. I, I would be focused on something else and not what's going on. I mean, yeah, I'd be focused on how they're doing, but um, as a rule, they'd probably just take me out of the situation so I wasn't um, deeply involved with it. Right. They don't want you in part no. of that process, yeah. Co correct. Yeah. yeah. And I've always wanted to ask a firefighter this. So I know, like, you go on a ton of different calls with you know, car accidents and house fires and that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Is there advice that you would give somebody, like, uh, oh, always check your dryer trap or whatever that you do for your family to make sure that their houses don't catch on fire? It, 
You know, and, and we, we, we come across that a lot. People always ask that. And the main, main important thing I'm going to say is always check your smoke detectors. Okay. You know, we change the clocks ahead, change the batteries in your smoke detectors, change the batteries in your carbon monoxide detectors, because there's many fires we've come across that their smoke detectors never went off and and to find out they were never operational to begin with. Um, You know, um, extension cords, space heaters, don't use extension cords into a power strip, (laughs) you know. a lot of house fires we've found were, were caused by overloaded extension cords, extension cords plugged into uh, circuit protectors. Um, you know, I, I don't, we haven't really run into a lot of dryer fires because people around are usually pretty good at doing, taking care of that. Um, make sure your chimneys and your wood stoves are clean, your pellet stoves are clean. Cause that, that's, that that that's what usually starts most of the fires in the in the winter time is the chimney fires and well i i got to tell you man two things you do i have to say thanks for one is being a firefighter and of course the other is being in the military and and it's one of those things you 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 already done the hero thing and you're like ah you know what i'm going to keep doing the hero thing so <laughs> oh i don't i don't see myself as a hero i just see myself as a man doing a job Right. Every I'm hero says it. that. <laughs> I'm just well. We're we're a very humble bunch. We don't, you know. It, it's like saying um, you guys are heroes for doing a radio show because you keep people entertained while they're driving to work. Or finally, someone gets it. Finally, someone gets it. I knew you were a smart man, sir. Uh, Scott, thank you so much, man, for talking with us today, and have a uh, great day, and uh, be safe, sir. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. All right, Scott. See you later. That's Scott. Our listeners are awesome. You have made a face about the, the the extension cord into the power strip. Yeah, because I'm I'm guarantee I've got that at my house for sure. Yeah, gotta check those out. Right, or just unplug them. You can use them. Just unplug it. Don't leave it plugged in. I mean, I. Jeff bought me a new straightener because I can never even remember to turn my straightener off. So he got me one with an automatic timer that turns off because I'm not good at remembering those things. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to burn our house down. So now I'm not on purpose. I should say that I will accidentally <laughs> burn our house down. Well, the thing now. Is, is if you burn your house down. Yeah, right. Actually. Burn some neighbors down. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I'd be so mad at me. I was my neighbors. <laughs> Would you? Would you be mad at you? I'm saying if I was my neighbors, I would be mad at me. Like, you sure. dumb bitch, you can't unplug your straightener. Right. Have so your when, vibrator charging? My welcome <laughs> mat should say, turn your straightener off. That's actually what it should say. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. We got to take a break. Jeff Hensley is going to join us at nine. If you have a question about a divorce you're going through, or maybe uh, you're a, gr- a grandparent and you think you have some rights and you want to know what those are, email those questions over to a show at KMOD.com. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. I think Dolly Parton is one of the most amazing women Business women, female singers, like she is 
she should be taught in schools. Right. Okay. Just because of what she did at a time when women weren't doing that and also didn't rely 100% on her looks. Right. However, her latest statement, I don't know. Uh Uh-oh. You might remember, or maybe you don't know, that Dolly Parton posed in 1978 for the club cover of Playboy. She wasn't topless, but she was in Playboy. Yeah. Okay. She wants to recreate that and do that for her 75th birthday. Wow. Now, she looks great for her, her age. Mm-hmm. One, she didn't get the memo. Playboy doesn't exist anymore in that form. <laughs> been a while i want to be on that magazine <laughs> granted that magazine doesn't exist it's only online i can still take pictures and, and post it online and you know just not the, not same. the same no exactly you can say you were, i guess were a playboy cover girl but you mm-hmm. really aren't but i don't want to i don't know can we just leave it the way it was right like uh, remaking television shows or whatever. Ah, we're going to bring this back. It's not as good as it was yeah. back then. Yeah. There's not it's not necessarily mm-hmm. necessary. I want I would want to see it. Get a girl. You know how people will recreate the whatever your childhood photos as adults? <laughs> you know, I I've never done that. Always wanted to secretly, but I I would want to see Dolly do that. Why? See, well, see the wrinkled skin, or it's, yeah. she's either the gonna before look, and after. She's either going to look super wrinkly, uh-huh. right? Because she's seventy-five, mm-hmm. or she's going to have a ton of makeup and create this false sense of reality, right? Yeah. Be like super airbrushed. Yeah, <laughs> they're just going to like airbrush those varicose veins and like yeah, <laughs> uh, uh. right. Or she's wearing flats because she can't do the heels anymore. Right. They just Photoshop know. in the heels. The, the heels are just a giant clunk of two by four because her instability as being 75 is not what it used to be in four inch heel. Right. She's got the Dr. Scholl's insert just poking out the back of them. Right. Or the, because she wore a Playboy bunny costume. Or she's wearing it, but it's really puffy. Right. <laughs> the diaper. Just saying, we're all going to be there. I'm going to be wearing a diaper someday, so I ain't making fun of her. I'm just saying. <laughs> Welcome to Incontinence. Yeah, they make they make sexy diapers now, remember? No, they don't. No, no they don't. They have, like, sex. They no, have they like don't. the lace ones. Mm-mm. No, they, no. Yeah. First of all, it wouldn't be a diaper if it had lace. <laughs> yes. Because where, what, what would it hold? Well, the sides of it. Are, they have the sexier diapers. Fringe, I think, is the word. Like, <laughs> frivoly. They don't have lace. Oh, on the sides, yeah. This the yeah the sexy adult diapers. <laughs> it's not sexy. It's not sexy. No man, no kin is gonna be like, hey Nance. <laughs> yeah, they have the all this. This is what it's called. Always discreet boutique incontinence maximum protection underwear. Not always discreet. Hopefully discreet. You can totally tell they're wearing a diaper. Like, you've got too much padding going on there. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I love that these come in different designs. Because, like, you're wearing them 
which, you know, that's embarrassing. That sucks. But, like, if you're an older guy that is going to get with a girl who has to wear a diaper, <laughs> do you then get excited by this? No, because it's not sexy, Sam. Oh, my God. That's so there is a time, strange. There's an age you become where things like that don't matter, and all you have is gratitude. I'm glad I can get up. I'm glad I can eat solid foods. I'm glad I can still drive. I'm glad someone wants to have sex with me. I'm glad I'm capable of having sex with someone. Thank you for a blue pill. Thank you for <laughs> right. wanting to have dinner at three. Like, the, you just have gratitude. You're not like <sighs> going back and telling, you know, you know, the guys at the snicker table. <laughs> The snooker table. Right. Candy bars? Right. No, I can't have candy bars. <laughs> no, no. Diabetes. My, diabetes, yes. My gout. And going, hey, she was wearing the always discreet incontinence diaper. <laughs> always discreet boutique with rapid dry and odor lock. Yes. Oh, <laughs> rapid <laughs> dry and odor lock. Stank oh, poor people that have to wear oh, those. Oh, my God. Oh, they come in peach. Good. Because <laughs> that's a color that's underused. Oh, yeah. In undergarments. <laughs> they don't even make peach lingerie. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. That's because they can't do orange. <laughs> right, right. Oh. Or red. Lighten it up a little bit. Oh, that's awesome. Includes three designs. There's one with cherry blossoms, a bow, or... Those are doves, because that's what you want on your underwear. <laughs> May you doves. rest in peace. Right. <laughs> cherry blossoms. First of all, cherries, no. <laughs> Nothing's blossoming. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not without a moisture starter. <laughs> oh, my God. You better be careful. You might be wearing one, you know. I don't know. You better in the settle next 40 the years. down, sir. <laughs> in the next 40 years, that could be your thing. Yeah. I'll, you know, you don't have to take them off. You just rip them apart. Right. Because they have that Split rip away. Right down the side. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Uh, yuck, 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 yuck. Oh, they even have them for men. Of course they do. Yeah, I, did, I guess I didn't really think about that. You didn't that. think men can be in having continents? And they're just like... <laughs> <laughs> They're just gray. They're just <laughs> right. We don't need anything fancy. I don't fancy need colors or what lace would, or anything. What would what would be a feature they should have, Sam? That would make them, oh I guess, attractive or hip well, for a man to be wearing them. Well, like like my boyfriend has some underwear that I like that have like patterns on them or stripes. Sure. My favorite one with my sure. face on them. Oh my god! I wonder if you could order like custom made diapers. Custom made diapers. <laughs> I'm sure you can, but at that age, again, I don't think you care. Oh, you're just happy to be alive. You're just glad, yeah, yeah, you're glad you're breathing, that your feet touched the ground that morning. Oh, God. Yeah, I guess if I was a man. And the like, the guy that they're using on the cover of this <laughs> pack is a guy that's maybe 38 to 40. Can we, yeah. can we oh, share oh, it with oh, us so we can know what guy. you're talking about? Look, there you go. <laughs> <In the gray ones. laughs> 
sorry. These are just amazing. What makes you, first of all, he's got a weight problem. I, well, that's the model they chose. What makes you think he's 38? He's got no wrinkles at all yeah, on his that's face. What I, yes. Oh. Right. And like that's he, not a large. <laughs> that's not a large. They stretch, Corbin. They got a lot of stretch to them. Right. Why can't this guy look like he's got some shape? Right? <laughs> it, it is. He's just shaped like a pear. A blob. A blob of man. What's the age that you should start wearing these? Whenever your bladder stops. Well, of course. <laughs> giving you the signals. <laughs> I love the idea of overnight underwear. I ain't going to lie. Right? Don't have to get up. Ew. Just let it fly that right there is, in your bed. That's... Oh hey, my! Listen, they, you nasty, nasty yeah, f! If I you're know. so lazy <laughs> that you don't want to get up, yeah, you're really just taking for granted your bladder. Am I? Yeah. It seems like they've got to. Re- How am I taking it for granted? Because, if anything, I'm letting it do it. I'm not holding it in. Right, right. It, I like just, I don't want to wake up. I'm going to hold it. There'll there'll come a time where you're going to need these, and I feel like yeah. until until that time comes, you should appreciate having to get up in the middle of the night to empty your bladder so you don't have to. Oh, God, that has to feel so disgusting. <laughs> Wake or, up, it's awesome. <laughs> Or awesome. How would that feel awesome? I don't know. Maybe maybe like, you know, babies that end up going potty, sometimes they end up falling asleep. <laughs> in their own mess. Yes. Hell, it gets yeah. cleaned up eventually. Yeah. It Listen, technology in diapers has grown so much, it wicks it away. Mm-hmm. Just yuck. Corbin... Uh, you've shared this before that you've suffered from night sweats. Yeah. And so if I were you, I would just be concerned Why? wearing what those. Is, because why? you wouldn't know what you... I don't sweat in my crotch. <laughs> I, I know, why, but... What is night sweats and incontinence diapers? How are they connected? Because if you were to wear those incontinence diapers and have night sweats, right? You have them both. Then I would just feel like I wouldn't trust which wetness is what. I mean, one would be a dramatically <laughs> large amount. No. no. No, it makes no sense. They're not the same. Sweating and urinating mm-hmm. are completely different forms I, of liquid yeah. and amounts. Yeah, I'm just saying. So I'd be no you, trouble you, knowing you, that on my chest <laughs> would be sweat. Right. You just have an outline of your body except for around your pelvis. It's just like <laughs> wet, wet, dry, right. wet, wet. <laughs> uh, all right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Sam's got us covered with sports. Despite Tulsa's loss yesterday to Wichita State, the Golden Hurricane head to the American Athletic Conference Tournament as the number three seed and get an opening round bye. The American Athletic Conference starts Thursday in Fort Worth, Oklahoma State. An eight seed in the Big 12 Tournament will play Iowa State Wednesday in the Big 12. And um, if the Cowboys win, they will move on to face Kansas. Three seed OU will play West Virginia Thursday night. 
like I did really good at that. Congratulations. <laughs> Do you feel like you did really good at that? I did. Because I read it like four times to make sure I didn't mess it up. I think. <laughs> Do you if, feel like you messed up? I feel, okay, if I had to give myself a grade on that one specifically, I'm going to grade myself um, a 92%. What? Wow, that's an A+. Plus, what right? would you get graded, Gimpy? That's an A-, minus, Gimpy. Oh, whatever. I was Mr. 7th grade. Math. Right, twice, <laughs> as we've learned. Oh, I'd give her at least a B-. minus. A B minus? Why not? So you give her like an 82. Yeah, something like that, you know. Just, yeah. You know. I'm good with that, like an 82, 83. Yeah. Yeah, don't want your head getting big and being like, you know. Okay, I'm not trying to teach her a lesson. I'm just. Gimpy's <laughs> <laughs> like, I just think I want to take you down a peg or two. Gimpy's <laughs> passing around you really fast and then slowing down <laughs> to teach you a lesson. Yeah, that's not very nice there, buddy. <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, so yeah. <laughs> Do you want to try it again, see if you can get a better grade? Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, despite Tulsa's loss yesterday to Wichita State, the Golden Hurricane head to the American Athletic Conference Tournament as the number three seed and get an opening round bye. The American Athletic Conference starts Thursday in Fort Worth. Oklahoma State, an eight seed in the Big 12 tournament, will play Iowa State Wednesday in the Big 12. And if the Cowboys win, they will move on to face Kansas. Three seed OU will play West Virginia Thursday night. Oh! That's a, I, I mean, I'm giving you a 90 on that one. You did good. You did good. You that did one you get a 90. Yeah. Yeah. That was an A. I feel good about that. Heart rate's up. I'm yeah. so sports-like. It was a little fast and, you know, maybe a break between moving on to talk about Oklahoma State. But other than that, I thought it was fantastic. Well, I'll, you know what? I'll no. take that. Boom. A performance. <laughs> yeah, you improved dramatically over the first one. Yeah. Oh, thank you so hard, much. Hard to believe you pre-read it. Well, I did it. I didn't. I pre-read it in my head, out, not out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It makes a difference. It makes a difference if you read it out loud, yes. Yeah. That's why you should read it out loud and not do it in your head. <laughs> I know, but I... Oh, God. That's Balls to the Wall Sports. I'm Stephen <laughs> Sam on 97.5 Came. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. On Mondays at this time, our friend Jeff Hensley joins us from Hensley & Associates. If you need help with a divorce or you just got questions, maybe your significant other is at your wit's end and you're like, I can't do it anymore, but you're not sure what the process is on how to get divorced, or maybe you want to adopt your stepdaughter or stepson. Jeff can help with those questions, and he's in the studio this morning. Good morning, Jeff. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Good. Start off with an email question. If you have a question for Jeff, call right now at 460-KMOD or text BMMS and whatever that is to 82945. Jeff, this email says, hello, my wife and I are wondering about an adoption without consent. Okay. We have a guardianship of our niece's four kids, and we need to know what we need to do to be able to do it. We have the kid. We have had the kids almost three years now. Uh, for the older kids and two years, two-year-old twins since they were born with no help from the parents, we've had the guardianship for almost a year now. Sure, you know, and it's and it's good that they have uh, got that guardianship in place. So what we do, I mean, first of all, you want to contact us because that's what we do. But I mean, to talk specifically about an AWOC, and we've discussed this before, is that one of two things has to be proven to the court: either a the individual has failed to maintain a substantial relationship with the minor child in 12 of the 14 months from the date that you file for the adoption, or they failed to pay child support uh, in 12 of the 14 months before you file. So if either one of those is the case, um, 
then you can win the adoption without consent. Now, the next question becomes is, is that uh, your next hearing is called a best interest hearing, and at which point you have to prove to the court that the adoption is in the best interest of the child to the court. Uh, and that's and that's where I would ask this individual if they were on the phone is, is do mom and dad have any kind of relationship whatsoever with these kids? Um, because if there is, it's going to be a harder thing to, to win the best interest hearing. Um, but an adoption without consent is based upon did you re- maintain a relationship and did you pay any child support? When you have a guardianship like the one they're describing, do you get paid child support? You're supposed to, absolutely. Um, you're, most of the time you're supposed to go... In Tulsa, let me rephrase, in Tulsa County, what you have to do is you have to go and actually open a case with DHS for the collection side of it, okay? In outlying counties, what they will typically do is they will actually assign, uh, usually will assign an actual child support number, uh, and then that has to be collected by the individual, and that can be done through child support or through them by themselves. Uh, It's a little different process in an outlying county, but in Tulsa County, the judge will tell you, you need to go and open a case. In fact, it's your duty as a guardian to go and open a case. Now, when we're talking about child support, it doesn't mean that there has to necessarily be an order. If there's no order in place, it's still based upon their ability to pay. So in other words, they need to be paying something uh, towards these kids, especially if you're talking, geez, four kids, right? So um, they should be paying something. And if they're not paying anything, they can still do the adoption without consent. Aaron is on the phone. Aaron has a question about adoption. Aaron, go ahead. You're on with Jeff Hensley of Hensley and Associates. Yeah. So my fiance and I get married in September. And we want um, to adopt my daughter in November, but I was told um, by a friend of mine that an adoption can't happen until a year after we're married. That's correct. True. That is correct. Can we start the process? You can start the process, and what I typically tell people is, is once you're about three or four months into your your marriage. Give me a call. We can start the process then, and that way we can get it finished up by the time the one year rolls around, if not before. So, yeah, absolutely. The idea behind the one year uh, really deals with how long the child's been with the couple and and with the person who's actually doing the adoption and all that. So, yeah, it's true. You have to be married a year. That's a requirement under Oklahoma law. So, yes, we can get the process. So once you get married, call me when you're about three or four months in, and then we can get started on the process right away. Okay, and then also my other question is, is once he adopts her, does that stop the um, the child support from her biological father? Yes, that's, that's correct. Kind of another thing. Okay, because that's another thing we want to actually just have canceled out because he doesn't do anything for her or even it, call her anymore. It's done automatically, technically, because what happens is you've now removed his rights to that child, so he has no responsibility for that child any longer. So, okay. yeah, child support ends once the adoption is uh, finalized by the judge. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. Have a good day. You too. Bye. See you later. This is an email that came in. Can you modify a divorce decree slash custody agreement from the state through the Cherokee Nation? <laughs> what makes this one challenging? I'm trying to... Well, it dip, I mean, there's a lot of holes to fill in. So, uh, I mean... It sounds as though that the order is out of Oklahoma County, or not the county, but the actual state court, and they're wanting to modify it in Cherokee court or whatever tribal nation uh, they want to do it in. I, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't know. I'd have, I'd have to check on that one because my, while I have practiced in several of the trial, tribal nations and I am, I'm, I uh, 
bar member of several tribal nations. I've not practiced a ton in those, so I'd have to see about, you know, my gut instinct would be, well, yeah, you can because you can register it and then modify it. But I don't know if the chair, if any of the tribal nations allow that sort of take it from a state jurisdiction and bringing it into a sovereign nation. So that's that's something I'm going to have to check on. I, I don't know the answer to. Why to would the state issue a divorce decree slash custody agreement? Well, let's say somebody is, let's say, for example, somebody is a member of a tribal nation, and I'll just use Cherokee because it's off the top of my head and it's easy, okay? Uh, so let's say that one of the persons is a member of the tri- the Cherokee nation, but they w- went ahead and get got divorced in state court. And now that they want to modify it, they want to bring it over to Cherokee court for whatever reason. I think that's what they're trying to say is, look, I got divorced in state court, but now I'm wanting to modify it, but I want to do it in the Cherokee nation or whatever tribal court uh, for whatever reason. I don't know if they feel that they're going to have a better shot or they've got more uh, whatever it may be over in that for whatever reason. But, I mean, again, I'd have to check, but my, my gut reaction is yes, but I'd have to double check. County so. court is state court, yes? Correct. Okay. Uh, text came in. My brother is wanting to do DNA on his three children. Okay. What happens if one or all of them come back as not his? He was married for seven years and has been legally divorced for a few months now. The divorce was brought about because his ex-wife was not being faithful the whole marriage and basically wants to make sure his kids are his. Would his ex have to pay him back or is there anything, uh, any legal action he can take if one or all of them aren't his because she lied about who the father was? Well, at this, that should have been dealt with at the divorce. So at this point, when you're several years after and they've actually been addressed in the actual divorce, you're kind of stuck at that point because if a child is born during the marriage, regardless regardless of whose it is, you're the dad unless you can prove that there's a different dad. So uh, that would be called a 706B argument where you're saying, look, there is a presumed father other than me because this individual has held the child out as their own or whatever it may be. So, um, I mean, it should have been addressed at the divorce. If he wants to go and get it for peace of mind, that's one thing. Now, if he finds out that those kids are not his, if he can prove that there's some other presumed father and do it through the 706B argument saying that, you know, there's an individual that has held this child as their own and, and all, because let's say that she's now living with one of those dads or something. Um, that would work, but otherwise you're kind of on the hook. We need to always address these issues at the divorce. After the divorce is, is asinine, and it's right. difficult, and it's a pain in the butt. So you want to do it at the time of divorce. If you have any inkling that that child may not be yours, let's deal with it in divorce, not three years later. Right, because why would the judge go, hey, you were fine with it a few months ago? Right, exactly. You hit it on the nose. What, what's, what's the sudden necessary change? Right, exactly. Uh, and, and here's my other thing. You've got a relationship with these kids now. Right, you, you are the it, father. You are the father. And if you dump it off on somebody else, I'm sorry, but that's cold-blooded. When you say, oh, I've been your dad for four or five years, and now I don't want you. I mean, come on. That's To me, that's terrible, but I, I understand not everybody thinks that way. You have a question for Jeff from Hensley & Associates, 460-KMOD, another text. When terminating a guardianship, is there typically a transition period to bring the child back to the natural father's house? We have overnight visits most weekends already for the last few months. Yes, there can be a transition period. That is that is true. I mean, the idea is you don't want to just dump the kid back into a deep end of the pool. Now, luckily, they've been having some overnights and weekends and things like that. But yeah, I mean, what what will happen is some most likely there will be a transition period uh, to acclim- acclimate the child back into the original home. Yes, that does happen. 
had some friends uh, had some friends in the middle of a divorce just stay together. Never asked anything special that happens on the courts. In there are there a JK clause or something? Just kidding clause. <laughs> That's what I was just wondering. <laughs> that that seemed broken up. Can you reread it for me? Had some friends in the middle of a divorce. Okay, stay together. They stayed together. Okay. They never asked, but anything special that happens on the court's end. As far as the divorce? I mean, if, if they you don't, stay to get, if you get divorced and stay together or in the middle of a divorce. Event, okay, so d- depending upon what county it is, we used to do something called, or the judges used to do something called a disposition docket. And what that was is the cases that had been sitting around forever for whatever reason, they would send out information to that individual saying, look, you need to be here. You need to tell me what's going on with the case. If those people didn't show up, which is typically what happened, then the judge would just dismiss the case. Now, our judges here in Tulsa haven't done disposition dockets in a while because they've been busy with other things, I guess. Um, But otherwise, that divorce will just sit there and sit there and sit there and sit there. Never dismissed unless you file a dismissal or a disposition docket comes around again. So... No, there's nothing special. It just sits there unless the judge is doing a disposition docket, but most of our judges in Tulsa especially are so busy that they don't have time to do that anymore. And you've wasted a ton of money. <laughs> Correct. That's why I always tell people you know, about reconciliation. It's great that you guys are trying to reconcile, but let's not mi- dismiss the divorce until you are rock solid knowing that this is not, this is not going to go anywhere with the divorce. So, yeah, you want to not waste your money. Malachi is on the phone. Malachi has a question about custody. Hi, Malachi. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Good, sir. What's your question for Jeff Hensley of Hensley & Associates? Uh, yeah. Okay, I just found out I was the father of a one-and-a-half-year-old, and I'm trying to find out if I could get custody once I found out the mother is dating a known sex offender. Ouch. A molester. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, obviously, mom's not making uh, good decisions. We would need to file a paternity action and go a- <clears throat> Excuse me, go after custody that way. Absolutely, yes. Is there well, a I chance- mean, I already filed paternity, and I did the DNA test. Okay, so where are you in the paternity case right now? Uh, they just moved the case over to Washington County for child support, and I'm trying to get legal aid to help me fight for custody good luck good luck with that though because legal aid i know is spread so thin they typically only take cases nowadays when there's severe domestic violence involved what are his what are his options because he clearly just found out that he's the father and there's an emergency situation right so what we would need to do is we would need to file if you've got an existing paternity order or even if you don't we need to get in there and file an action for an emergency custody saying look (laughs) Sorry, my mom's got this kid around a known child molester or a convicted child molester. Um, The child's in, you know, immediate irreparable harm from this individual and needs to be removed from the situation. So we need to go for emergency custody if mom's letting the kid around this this guy. Because I told the court, the child support court, that they don't care going on. They don't care. Yeah. They don't, they don't care because, remember, DHS only handles child support as far as... as not criminal. Not criminal stuff. Well, and, and it's not only criminal, but they don't handle custody issues. The, the child support enforcement well, offices here in the state of Oklahoma, and, and every state, for as far as I know, uh, only handle money. All they care is about money in and money out. That's their jobs. 
If you want to do something about an emergency or the child's in some sort of danger, you either call and make a referral to DHS or you go after emergency custody or you do both. So, you know, if you want to get your child out of that situation, you need to call me so that we can get that done. Legal aid's probably not going to take the case simply because there's no domestic violence involved. And that's been kind of their policy the last couple of years just because they're so swamped and they have so few attorneys. Well, but like, I have a protective order against the mother. I know that. Okay. That doesn't, I mean, that doesn't have any bearing on the child, though. No. But I don't even know how I'd go, go around to getting a child because I can't be around her and all well, that's, that. But stuff. you're the one that brought the protective order. So, I mean, what, what would happen in, in the case of, let's say an emergency did get granted, okay? We would then do a writ of assistance and send the cops out to pick up the child and bring the child to you. We could handle it that yeah. way. That would probably be the safest way to do it in your case. Right. You, you have kind of a unique case, so I'm going to put you on the hold, on hold and get the phone number so you can talk to Jeff Moore off air, okay? All right, thank you. All right, hang on the line. That's kind of a hairy deal because he just found out he's the dad. Right. And he's finding out the kid is in a dire situation or a perceived dire situation. Right. Because isn't, I, I like, domestic violence obviously super serious, but I feel like having your child around a chomo is equally as serious. They have sex offender. I'm just telling you what I've what I've been told by people who have talked to legal aid um, that they're just because their caseloads are so heavy that they're only taking certain ones. And sure. Meaning, and what I've heard is domestic violence. As, as far as these cons, these things are considered, I mean, you want to you want somebody that can get in there and actually have the time to handle the case and, and do it right and get the child out of there immediately and all these other things. And I I don't know if the legal aid team has time to do that. They're they're competent attorneys. They're good attorneys. Um, they're just swamped. And so, you know, this is why we handle these kind of cases, and we can get that done and get that done right away. Is the court going to let, in this case, him take the child when he's never spent time with the child? He may not even be equipped to handle the child. Well, and that's how does that work? Well, and that's one thing we didn't get to ask ask him was is he said he's got a paternity order. So I wonder if he's been having visitation, and if he has, what's it like? Is that a concern for a court? Absolutely, but it's a bigger concern if the kid could be potentially molested by somebody. Sure. Right. It, it's the lesser. I see what you're saying. Uh, this is a text that came in. It said, my son's mother recently said she doesn't want me in their picture. We were never married and have no court orders in place. Her ex-husband is on the hook for my son. What options do I have? I'm thinking about, so the, it sounds as though her ex-husband is the legal parent of that child. Right. There's a lot of holes in this case. We should be clear, we're going off very few details to try and give some sort of legal direction. Right, so if any of my friends are listening, attorney friends are listening to this, understand we're going on very few information here. Um, Let's fill in some holes. Or try to let's let's make some assumptions so that we can get an answer up. Number one, if ex-husband is on the hook and there's been an, a divorce order that says the child is his and he's responsible for that child, the question then becomes: Is ex is ex-husband using visitation and holding the child out as his? If the answer is no, then we come back to the listener who sent in the message and we go, okay, we could step in on a 706B argument and say, look. I want to be dad. I've held this child out as my own. 
everybody knows the child is mine, I've claimed the child on taxes or whatever it may be, um, and we could try to do it that way. That's one step. Let's say, for example, that ex-husband is using visitation and paying child support and doing all these things, and for some reason, she's been letting side guy, our, our listener, see this child and have a relationship. If that's the case, he really doesn't have any legal, there's nothing he can do legally to handle getting a hold of staying in that kid's life. Because at that point, legal dad's doing what he's supposed to to keep the child his, holding him out, paying for him, visitation, child support, all that kind of stuff. And side guy's just been having visitation for some strange reason. I know that sounds odd, but I've had one or two cases be that way. Right. That person, the listener, would not have any, any I, no actionable thing to do to try to maintain staying in that child's life because you've got ex-husband who's actually doing the dad deal. Let's get a last question in here for Jeff. Uh, this is a text as well. Uh, it says, my wife has full custody of her kids and the father gets every other week an overnight visit. Do the children have to go if they don't have beds at the father's house? Okay, so custody ordinance is what I have to tell everybody, and I, I, I agree with it and, and understand. Um, if there is a custody order in place for visitation, that visitation needs to occur. Now, the question becomes is, is if the child's going over there, is the child in some sort of danger or is there some problem going on over there? My question would be is, why don't the kids have beds? Where are they sleeping? Are they sleeping with somebody in the same bed, an adult with the same bed? If so, what are the ages of the child, children? I mean, if they're, if you're talking, you know, newborn one, two, three, that's a little different than a seven, eight, ten-year-old. Okay, um, are they boys? Are they girls? What? I, I just there's a hole here. Of where are they sleeping? Right. Does the are they the, sleeping on couches? Are they sleeping on floors? If if that's the case, that needs to be addressed because even. The bare DHS requirements is everybody needs to have their own bed. Now, you don't have to have your own room, but you need to have your own bed. So I would say, do those individuals need to go over there? You need to address the issue with the other side and say, look, they need beds. They need beds now. Okay. If you've got a problem and think that those kids are in some sort of harm, then you need to file something with the court about it rather than just automatically saying, well, they're not going over there because they don't have a bed. I mean, there are ways to address this through the court so that you're not violating the court orders. Does the, and in this case, the mother, have the power to say, no, they can't, you don't have beds, they can't go over there? You know, the mother could do that, but the question becomes is, is she in violation of the orders? Now, I understand her concern about beds, and I think it's a valid concern, but there are, again, there are ways to address this through the court and get it taken care of as opposed to just saying, they're not going over there. I mean, again, where are they sleeping? Are they, are they sleeping outside? Are they sleeping on the roof? I mean, where where are these kids sleeping? That's That would be my first question to give a better answer. So the best piece of advice here is if you're a parent and you're concerned of where the child is sleeping and you think there isn't a bed, you, you should make sure you contact your attorney to facilitate that and handle it through the court. Correct. Absolutely. If you could potentially be violating the custody order if you say no. Yes, that's correct. At least get the consultation through Jeff and the folks in his office Absolutely. on whether or not you're in the right to be able to say no. Don't just willy-nilly it. And you can definitely, you know, get a divorce by finding some paperwork online or or try to figure out some of that stuff on your own. But you can also do your own knee surgery. Why would you? Exactly. Let Jeff and the folks at Hensley Associates help you out. 918-398-5692. 
918-398-5692. If you mention the show, you're going to get a free consultation over the phone. 918-398-5692 for Hensley & Associates. Jeff, have a great week. Hey, thanks a lot. We'll be back. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Dude, this coronavirus stuff is just crazy. <laughs> right? It's just crazy. People on a cruise ship that they're like, no, stay out at sea. Right. Don't, don't come to the land. <laughs> Keep your plague over there. No, we can't do that. They're married. No. And then they're fighting over food because the food's rotting, mm. but they got to eat. That's got to suck. Another man. story of a guy who was on quarantine and he was like, I'm going to my daughter's father daughter dance and goes. Oh, my goodness. And I get it. A lot of you probably feel like this is crazy talk. I understand that. Mm. Feels a little over alarming. Um, all you got to do is read about the Spanish flu in 1918 and how that spread mm. and how the government didn't want the media talking about it. Like 500 million people died. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's like a weird balance you got to figure out. Read the stuff. Make your own decisions. Wash your hands. Wash your hands, that's, you savages. That's the key right there. There's a lady. There's another. We live in crazy times, man. Ladies doing a thing from a health department like, you know, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. And the whole time she's licking her finger, like changing pages. And you're like, bitch, <laughs> you need a mirror? Hey! You're doing it. <laughs> and. I just can't. Watching people lose their minds is crazy. Yeah. Okay, this is kind of random, but it is on topic. Hold on, let me get to the page. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Our neighborhood is currently being hit up by the LDS missionaries. Like, you know, they have to go from house to house to house to, like, hey. have to. Right. I no, I do. I think they have to. I think it's part of their religion. Like, it's no, their- they don't have to. No, you're trespassing. I mean, as part of their religion for a time, that they that's their service. I think they do it for like a year or two or something in order to to do missionary work. Like that's what that's. In I know, that but the church. way you're wording it makes it sound it's like it's okay. No, like we should just accept it. Well, you're pushing your religion on me. Right. Yes. But in in their religion, they feel like they have to, that it's part of being in that religion, that you have to spend the time doing that, which I, I'm sure that that's not fun to go from house to house. And so me and my boyfriend had a discussion because they've been to our house three different times. What? Three different wow. times. And um, we've not answered the door sure. each time. That's probably why they've been there three times. Yeah. Well, because, and then I, so I was having a discussion with him. Sam non-answer. Right. (laughs) And by the way, of all the people that you might convert, if you've ever listened to our show, you probably know it's not going to be me. But, so 
we were, we were, me and my boyfriend discussing, like, what's more rude, not answering the door or answering the door and being like, no, thank you, bye, and shutting it on their face. And then, comma, with, like, the coronavirus, like, you're going to all these people's different houses who may let you in, may talk to you or yeah. may not or whatever. It just seems like a Petri dish and, like, a not safe thing to do right now. If they're sick, if yeah, right? if they're sick, if they're yes. carrying the virus, sure, I yeah. agree with you. But you probably are exposed more at the gas station. Yeah, but right? for so in this discussion, I was like, I'm, you know, genuinely concerned for their health. That seems like you're meeting. Oh, all- you're looking out for them. Well, they, let me finish. They got their their teammates. Their bench is pretty deep. Let let, let, let let me finish. I am like, oh, that seems like kind of. Not something I would want to do is knock on Rando's doors all day and hopefully somebody answers to talk to them about something. And then we were having a discussion of like, which is more rude, opening the door for them and being like, no, I don't want anything to do with it. No, no, no. Or just not answering at all because I don't want to be bothered. What do you think, Gimpy? I think that uh, it's more rude to ignore them and not answer the door at all. See, at least this way, if you open the door and you're like, hey, I'm good. Thank you anyway. Have a nice day. And then shut the door. They know not to come back. But that's why they keep coming back, because you don't answer the door, because you don't want to mess with them. Oh, you're messing up. The, they got to get the quota. Yeah, I mean, the quota, who mm-hmm. are the, who, what's, what data, what Excel spreadsheet are they keeping track of to be like, this person hasn't answered the door three times? Well, they're canvassing the neighborhood. So what's your opinion, Corbin? Uh, don't care. <laughs> I don't care if it's rude. I don't care if they keep coming back. I'm not answering the door. So not it's answering the door house. is better. I, it doesn't matter. It's a non-issue. That is not a big problem. That is a not me problem. <laughs> it literally, there's no answer. I, the answer you're, neither one, either one is the same to me. Because I don't care. If someone knocks on my door and I don't want to answer, I don't answer. I don't care what their feelings are about it. Yeah, I guess I was just wondering which is you think... What is the less rude option? I I think answering the door. Is less rude. No. I think answer if you answer the door, you have now sold an expectation that you're going to listen and pay attention. So you better do that. But it's dumb. You're on my doorstep. Yeah, so, okay, I, that's, where, that's where I'm siding, is I think that it's worse to answer the door, give them hope that I might, you know, convert over, mm-hmm. and then also be obligated to stand in this conversation, and I feel bad, you know, it's like, whatever, cold weather, whatever the weather is, raining cold, I don't care, whatever it is. They signed up for it. Yeah, I, I know that, but So still. why do you feel bad for people that decided to do something? Because it's it part of it. It's their decision. I know, but it's like... Again, I think that is the sucky part of what they have to do. Not maybe not to them. Maybe they're completely satisfied and excited to share or coerce the word of God on you. <laughs> maybe it gives them a tremendous amount of joy. I mean, not. But I'm not answering the door me. to find out. I had a weird one where a late somebody I don't know if it was lady sent put an envelope at our doorstep and it said. Neighbor. And I was like, well, what could this be? Like, I, w- I didn't even open it. I waited till Ollie got home, and I was like, look what was left at our door. <laughs> She's like, well, why didn't you open it? I said, well, I want to play a game. What do you think's in this? It was a security envelope, so you can't see in it, right? Yeah. I'm like, what do you think is in this? Is our neighbor sharing a concern? Mm-hmm. Is there some, like, brownie sale that's happening? 
or is this a solicitation? She goes, I, I don't know. I don't want to play. <laughs> yeah, this is right. the show. She, she hates oh. this. Right. She, this I'm is not the, Gimpy. I'm not Sam. Just tell me what's in the effing envelope. Well, it was a solicitation for, for work for somebody that doesn't even live in our neighborhood. Oh, wow. But and the like, guys did. Yes. With that umbra or with the uh, envelope. Yes. Yeah. Tricky, tricky. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I thought I was getting a nice note about how you know clean my yard is or, I don't know, stop having sex so loud. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's what my note would say. <laughs> I have no, if you want to put a business card on my door, fine. And then I'll look at it and if I think it's worth anything that I need, I'll be like, okay, maybe put it in a pile. 90% of the time it's going in the trash. Little kids are the worst. They come knocking at the door and they're like, Hi, Mr. Drama Club. Buy Sonic card. And you're like, no. Go away. Go away. Yeah, but I'm little. Help. Yeah. Help! Your, why don't you do what every other parent does and have them take it to work? Right. And pressure. Have the boss walk around and pressure you to buy. And if you don't, he's going to remember come review time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Question, are you going to do that with uh, with Scarlet and Ava's whatever they're selling? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> of course. You have to. <laughs> and if I don't buy the popcorn or whatever no, it is, no. are you going to be like, I'll remember that? No. <laughs> no. When and it comes to be around, honest, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Kid. If my kid wants to do it. Mm-hmm. They can do it like you're supposed to. Go door to door. Hustle they can. Like I can bring them up here and I'll walk them around. Yeah, I'm going to be the mom that is going to walk around that paper for my kid. Yeah, that's fine. I got no problem with it. I'm just teasing about the pressure. Mm-hmm. I have no pressure. If you're going to fire me because I don't buy a stupid tub of popcorn, <laughs> that's stu- you're stupid and that's stupid. Well, just bring me something better than wrapping paper. I don't need wrapping paper. Unless there's Frenchies on it. If it's dog wrapping paper, maybe. I hate the group text that's like, hey, little Sam is selling cookies. Who wants some? That's not work. (laughs) Nope. That's not any effort. So I got one via email from a friend that lives on the other side of the States and to buy Girl Scout cookies. And I was like, oh, awesome. I would love to buy them for my friend and whoever is going to cost me outside of Walmart. But the shipping on it was, like, insane. Wait, so you had to buy it online and they shipped it? Yes. Get out of here. The shipping cost, like, four four boxes would. And I'm like, I want to support my friend on the other side of the United States, but F that. Nope. Just to ship it, I could buy three more boxes of Samoas. Can we just address the Girl Scout issue cookie thing for one moment? Make more goddamn Thin Mints. <laughs> How Sorry, is this still out. a problem? <laughs> How are you not forecasting enough Thin Mints? That's what everybody wants, man. No, uh, Right. Then sub, make less peanut butter ones. <laughs> yeah, those are garbage. Or less oh lemon ones. Oh, my. Don't you dare. I'm just that. saying make less. I'm not saying don't make them. I'm saying make less. Because yeah. when they're standing outside of Walmart being all adorable, like, buy some cookies, mister. Mm. And you're like, do you have Thin Mints? And they're like, no. And I'm like... Sorry. I got nothing for you then, B. Because I'm not going to buy cookies I don't want. B? What? I just call them a letter. That's it. You can't could call be for Beth. A... You know that's calling them a bitch, right? right. Even you though you say the letter. You just called the little kid a bitch, Gimpy. I'm just saying. Well, stock up any damn Thin Mints then. I can't believe they have not figured out the number of Thin Mints. I can't believe they have not figured that out. No problems, man. God, I love Thin Mints.
coronavirus and lack of thin mints. Right. That's where we're at. I like the lemon ones. Those yeah. are the best. Yeah. I know They every aren't time the best. I, I, I think you can sick. agree they are not the best. They don't sell a lot of them. Mm. Nobody goes, oh, I love the, th- the, the lemons. I do. You can love them. I'm not saying you shouldn't. Yeah. I'm saying they're not the best. Yeah. The best is clearly thin mints. No, They've the made Samoas. an ice cream out of it. The Samoans nope. ones. Nope. Are they Samoas or Samoans? Samoans? Well, Samoans are people from <laughs> Samoa. like Fiji and Guam. Oh, the Rock, yeah. The Rock, yes. Oh, God. Uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. The Big Man Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOT. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. Find out what everybody learned. You tell us your favorite part of the show. We'll start with Sam. Sam, what'd you learn today? I learned that technically I've been having a sleepover every night for the past five years. Hmm. And this morning we got to see Gimpy stroke face. Yuck. Gimpy, what'd you learn today? Well, I learned that we're all just one day closer to sexy diapers. And uh, I rubbed off on you guys. Uh, I learned Gimpy wanted to rub off on us. No, neither one of us asked for Gimpy to rub off on us. It's not consent. Uh, and I also learned that um, uh, Sam and Gimpy all suffer from the same stroke face. <laughs> Apparently, I'll be getting it too. Just by I'm going to get a mask. <laughs> That's, that saves some, everything, right? There. Some stroke some toilet paper. Mask. <laughs> Uh, it's Corbin saying, make sure that dishwasher is loaded right. I'm Stephen Sam, and this is for Mother. This is Gimpy, and I'm sorry. Far too kind. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise. Password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show would like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, total, total douchebag. douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll. It's over. Bicycle Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.